good and it feels so good. Welcome back to Made in the 80s. The whole Made in the 80s crew is here after almost a month or maybe even more of a month of division. We're, I'm really happy to be back with you guys. Um, made in the 80s podcast is a podcast about things that were made in the 80s by people who were made in the 80s. I'm Shalia. Uh, this is Tim. Hey, everybody. This is Brendan. <clears throat> All right, guys. So the, we're <laughs> we tried to do some... Uh, use some tech right some some advanced tech and do this from afar with some members in certain states but that didn't work very well so we had to wait till we were all back together but now we are going to be talking today about oh 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 right the rat stuff and hopefully it'll work this time in the middle of an oreo the white stuff yeah that's 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 what i really remember you guys are way too excited about this (laughs) uh okay so Talk about that um, and the, the history of the space program, and we're going to talk lots about space today. Um, but first, do you guys, do you have any news? Uh, two quick bits of news. Uh, August, this August, a couple months, is the return of Mindhunters on Netflix, a show that me and Kenan both enjoyed about uh, the early days of FBI profiling serial killers. How many episodes are, or seasons are there already? One. 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 There was okay. 10 episode season, so this is... I think another 10 episode season for season two. I'm not sure, but okay. it's back in August. It's, it was a surprise hit for Netflix. So Good. That's, that's back. I remember, vaguely remember this. I don't watch this, but <clears throat> Kendall, I think, yeah, I remember you guys both like it. It's probably a little too scary. For yeah, you. I had yeah. to watch it when you're not around. Yeah. yeah. It's a little too scary. This is one of those that. Especially when they do those, um, they're like jumping to what, obviously, it's BTK. Oh, uh, yeah. And those scenes are jarring because it's just him walking around people's houses and oh. in, in putting like security systems no yeah so don't don't tell yeah. him who he who he worked for <clears throat> yeah he worked for yeah true story though but even how they caught him is even crazier they caught him through his own like he he this won't scare you but he had stopped <clears throat> no one knew who he was and someone wrote a book about him and he was like oh i still i still got the juice and like sends in this message like i'm still around and you know Thinking that they couldn't track the message, it was like on a, like a disc or something that they were then able to track back to its origin. That he like worked for some church in like Indiana. Yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> That's how they caught him. Huh. <clears throat> Thank God that this came up <clears throat> once Kendon got home. <laughs> yeah, let's just say that. Yeah, because I am actually very scared about what I think you just indicated, no. and we will have to think about this uh, later. But off, we had this conversation. We had this conversation in in our office. And what we often have lunch in, our, in my division, and the conversation was really about what has happened to serial killers, and we, uh, my theory was that technology has made it really tough for people to behave this way because there's cameras on every corner. Wait, do you, they think there's not serial killers out there? Are we thinking they've gone down? I think it's tougher to do the deed. Huh. I don't think so. Yeah, no, because you can track easier, You can find people so easy now. Yeah, but no, but but I can track you, as well. Yeah, I think the I think that if they're continuing to prey on the less dead, yes, then that, that, I those, think they're yeah, probably prostitutes, can. black people, truck stops. People. people aren't being tracked at truck stops that no. much. Uh, but also, we were saying that we think that maybe the uh, sort of like mass shooters have replaced that. I don't Seems think like so. A different mindset. Yeah, it's a completely different. different like mindset. I, I agree that that it looks like potentially the trait the. What do you call it? The trends are going, you know, opposite directions, yeah. maybe. But it's not the same sort of people who are doing the two things. No, 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 no. Yeah. I don't feel I don't any sense so, of security yeah. in terms yeah. of I think serial that's, killing going down. Yeah. 
I don't. That's interesting. Uh, I think. Nice. S- I hope that's. I think true. that's a problem that's that we're gonna deal with for a long, long time, and people are like, because because technology, people figure out a ways around technology. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they try. Um, the other news is we got cat. We got our Batman, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. <clears throat> Warner Brothers cast. Robert Pattinson as the next Bruce Wayne and Matt Reeves the Batman. What did they did they say anything about Kenan this shaking choice? His head. Shaking my head hard. Why they made this choice? I like Robert Pattinson. I like him too. I think he's great. Well, so um, I got to caveat this with the generation before me apparently had a problem with Michael Keaton. Yes. Until everybody saw it. My generation, we were like Christian Bale. He played the machinist. That guy. No, no, not fifty cr- pounds. Not uh, Christian Bale. Yeah. But Joker, oh he like, but Bale too. When so when Bale when that started because Bale had just did the Machinist and he was like fifty pounds in that movie. And they're like this guy is playing the Batman, but he has the face for it. And okay. it was like he had the history of American Psycho. But, but, so but I'm, but I'm saying put it on. As far as I remember, it was the Heath Ledger thing. Heath like, Ledger. How could he possibly play the Joker? And then he did. So I'm putting that forward. But those seem like they're movies made by people who know what they're doing. I don't know about the, a lot of this DC stuff. Although lately Wonder Woman and Aquaman were all right. I try, I trust Matt Reeves. But I don't see anything intimidating about um was it Shovel Face that they call him? Yeah. I, so did DC or Reese say anything about why they picked him about this choice? Do we I know it's Matt Reeves choice? And do we know why did they I mean do they talk about him at all? I I don't I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. Um, I see it. You just have to be believable. But, uh, I think his. I think he's got an interesting mouth. I can see him wearing the mask. I think that'll be fine. But do you remember? There's times in Twilight where he shows up and you see his body. But no. Yeah. But I'm not. Like, oh. I'm not even thinking about Twilight. Like he was in this, so, this great A24 movie called The Rover. He's great. What in did that. his chest look like? He's great. That's you can work out. I'm not really bugged out about how small somebody is. You it's can not. Work out. It's not size. It's. You can you can did his in, in this other film he he you can reshape your look. you can reshape your body like Tom Hardy reshaped his body to play man yeah, true like you can reshape no, your whoa, 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 whoa. no but he was, he already... was ripped to begin with yeah but he was never that big yeah but he I, I like don't Michael think Robert Jordan Pattinson re- is reshaped his body to play like we don't need Batman to be a bodybuilder we just need him to look like he's you need him to look believable to do these moves he's doing I'm just saying his chest is well there's, there's... not. It's not just size. It's, um, it's intimidation. It, he doesn't have the intimidation I, factor. I'm just saying, like I saw, I see his chest and I laugh. Like okay, <laughs> I, I, he only so, has to be intimidating in the suit. Yeah, he have to be intimidating as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So are they gonna in put somebody the, else in the suit? No, it's a suit. Right. I just. I watched. I'm probably gonna see the movie. It's so a, it's a, it's a suit. I, I, and and that's why I caveated with. Yeah. You know, people do movie magic or whatever. I don't see it. Um, he's also, Pattinson's also really good in this movie called uh, Good Times. Another A24 film with him and his brother and trying to keep his brother out of prison. It's great. He's a good actor. I think he can, I think he's going to be able to pull it off. Yeah, I can see it. I just don't know that he can pull off the sexy piece. That's all. As like a sexy Bruce Wayne? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. got yep. the, he's the, got the chin, Batman. it looks like. Yeah, I, I think he has the right... The right, the right chin. He's got the right face for the mask, for sure. But, um, yeah. I mean, he's Cedric Jiggery, so clearly he can do anything he wants. Yeah. But he's 6'1", so. He's tall, yeah. Okay. Yep, I see it. It's kind of exciting. So my, the, the, the more interesting thing is going to be what, what villains do they put alongside him? 
Who do we have left? We have, I mean, we haven't really done the Joker. I can do whoever they want. Don't do the Joker again. I know, but like, I like no, the Joker. Mr. Done? Freeze, like a who good version of recently? Mr. Freeze, would be fun. A good I version liked, of Riddler would I liked be fun. The the version that they had in the in the anime series, they kind of revamped him. Mm-hmm. It, like the tragic storyline. Yeah, him and his wife. Yeah, it's one of the best Batman anime series episodes about him and his wife. Yeah. Um, Even really, though they did adapt that character as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh gosh. <laughs> So this is what I'm saying. I can, see, I can see a live action version of that already because they've done it. What have they not done in a movie yet? Clayface. That might be interesting. Clayface? Clayface. Clayface. They could do a Clayface. They could do, but even like a, a real Riddler, not like the goofy Riddler they did. Like they a more a grounded. Ki- I mean, they kind of already did Killer Croc, but they could do Killer Croc. Yeah, who has a more tragic story as well. That would be nice because they really fucked it up, right? <laughs> they really did. So just kind of pre- pretend that didn't happen. I mean, Batman There's has- a lot of pretending things didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, Batman has a really good sort of Rose Gallery of villains. They could choose. Rumor is they're doing Penguin and Catwoman, but I hope that's not true. I mean, I'll be... I, a- no, I want to see Penguin. I want to see the a kind of a mobster version of Penguin. Yeah. I liked the Penguin version in the TV show that came out. Gotham? Yeah. Oh, no. That was weird. I kind of liked it. I like the penguin that they have in the in the Arkham games. Yeah, have you seen that version? I've seen that version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. That's the news. What do we have in terms of um, filming? Like, oh, they're just getting they're just casting right now. So like a couple years out? No, like probably later this year they'll start filming. And then, but then actual release? Yeah, probably twenty twenty one. Okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So speaking of things that are coming out, one thing that I had suggested we do, but we never got around to it, was participate in the uh, summer movie wager mm. uh, that I think it's Slash Filmcast does. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure exactly who runs this thing, but I like it because they, they de- decide who, like which ones are going to make the most money. And I think it's domestic that they focus it on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, wow, that's tough. Uh, yeah. And then it's fun uh, because it's uh, like you get certain points if you get the right movie in the right spot. But if you get the right movie in the wrong spot, you get some, you still get some points. Um, anyway, we didn't get around to submitting something on behalf of Made in the 80s. But we have uh, on the uh, side talked a little bit about you two and what you think might be the number one. Um, and this kind of a wager, uh, friends, between these two of The Lion King versus Endgame. Yes. So The Lion King is coming out later this summer? Yeah. So Endgame is, how is it doing? It's it's blown all the records out, right? I think it lost it's, this week, finally. Was it $2 billion? It's probably close to $2 billion. When you say lost, you mean it just kind of stopped? It lost its number one spot yeah. this week, okay. I think. So it's been a month. No. Yeah, oh. it lost this week. To uh, uh, a movie that I want to talk about, John Wick. Yeah, John Wick. So it, but even during its reign, and still, it's probably making money, right? Two points, two point six, two billion, yeah, yeah, billion dollars. Yeah, and before that, it yeah. what was it? Infinity War was the one holding records before that, and it was like a billion not even quite to a billion like records for marvel or records in general i think records in general no that was avatar okay so this this has beat out avatar but infinity war had infinity war ended at 2.5 or 2.05 billion you know and i'm probably also thinking about opening weekend versus i'm getting those things confused as well probably but by the end of the summer um 
basically 2.6 billion is what Lion King would have to be. Now, is this domestic or worldwide? worldwide? worldwide. Okay, so if we're looking worldwide, Tim, are you still thinking Lion King's going to yeah. beat that? Why do you think that? Lion King is a movie that people have watched since 1995. Mm-hmm. It has a successful play. Mm-hmm. It's something animation can travel internationally. It has a very international cast. Mm-hmm. So even if I don't necessarily love The Lion King, the fact that X actor from my country is in it, I'll probably go see it. Okay. And we saw that bump with, um, um, what was the other one with there? Jungle Book, where it did Game Busters in India because it had a little Indian kid in it. All right, hold on, though. Um, so the little Indian kid is a human being. Mm-hmm. This movie has no human beings in it, but which means actors. that all of the voice actors who are who are speaking in English in, in English-speaking mm-hmm. countries are going to be replaced with somebody else. No? What do but, you mean? But, but here's what they do. Here's, here's, I mean, like, like Beyonce is what, Nala? Oh, yeah. She doesn't speak Portuguese. She doesn't speak Russian. Yeah, but here's what they oh. do. Here's what they do. You're, you speak... Okay. Maori, right? Uh-huh. And you're in this movie. But in this movie, you're speaking English. But what they will do in New Zealand is say, Shalia's in this movie. And you're, your face is everywhere. And they're bumping this movie as a movie that you're in. But if they're Regardless right, but there's only, trans- But then there's only like one person who is you can gonna, do that with. Is it going to be translated or... It'll I mean, be probably dubbed. dubbed, right? It'd so be, then yeah. it's not even... You're not even going to hear it's my not, voice because it's going to be in not English. The, it's not whether or not you hear your voice. Not. It's the fact that you're in this thing and people will But you're not in it. Work. You are in it. Wait, so who's who's in it? Who's in? Have you seen the cast? No, no, no. So I'm saying, I'm saying, right, I'm so in, I'm in, I, let's, let's use a different country. Let's use China. Let's use, use China. They're not going to be in it. Because that China is one of the big ones, right? Right. So we have an international Chinese um, actor is in it. Right. Like and they're going, they're going to do their own lines, right? Right. But nobody else who doesn't, nobody else, people who don't speak Chinese, mm-hmm. they're all going to be dubbed over. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me they're selling this movie based off of the presence of one star. Well, what makes no, you think I've, that one star is saying their lines in that language? Because they can re they can re record their. And lines. are they paying them to do that? Because if that's the case, then that's fine, right? It's that person but who's I in think, it. I think you guys are all missing my point, which is like I'm all, asking. All is of that the, your none point? of that really matters. What matters is I'm selling something, and I'm selling the idea that this person is in this, and they do it all the time with movies. It's it happens. No, no, no I get I, I get that, but you can only sell. The one person who actually can speak in that language. Yeah, you're only selling it to a specific country. Okay, and I and I'm what I'm saying is that means that out of a whole cast, there's one person you're selling the movie on, yeah. and I think that that will sell it to some people, but it doesn't sound like something it that's going to sell it to a lot of people because their face is also not going to be will, there. As someone who's like, I'll, next time it happens again, I'll show you. It happens constantly with, with which animated movies though? All of them. And it's it, so my thing though and is it like, breaks, okay, and, so- and, and it's going to break. In-game records. No, I'm, what, I'm not saying, what I'm saying is like, when they do these sort of market, this is all a marketing ploy. Mm-hmm. When they yeah, do these yeah. sort of marketing tools, it sells in these international countries for that reason alone. So people will come out in droves and watch it because it's got so-and-so from South Africa in it. So we'll sell it in South Africa. We might do a premiere in South Africa. We might do a, like The Rock has been premiering his movies in Mexico City like crazy. So whenever he has a movie, he just premieres in Mexico City. And guess what happens with his movies? They do crazy numbers in Mexico City. But you can see like I get the idea of the marketing piece yeah. and if 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 the person from that country is still doing the voice of that character yeah. and st- that I can I can get behind and say okay yeah. they're going to show up to see see 
um, I'm trying to think of what characters are uh, in those countries. But anyway, they're going to show up to see that. Um, but then you're going to show up and you're not, unless you have other cast members doing it, you're going to show up, you're not going to see Beyonce doing this. It's not like about that. You're gonna lose seeing them her. doing it. But, but she's, she's, what she's her. saying is, like is she's also... She, you're not going to see Beyonce. You're not going to hear Beyonce. It's not even so about that. Because then that person is literally not in the movie. It, that again, the version this you, is all a marketing watch. tool, right? Yeah. It's one hundred percent marketing. Like false marketing. Like it sounds like consumer protection violation a little bit. It, it, it seems ineffective to me. It is effective. Well, and this is why. And this illegal. is wait. This is Cause, this cause is where we get to our wager. Hold yeah. on, or our bet, or whatever. I think it's ridiculous to think that that the Lion King. Will outgross, but that will outgross Endgame. How about domestic? Here's the thing. What do we think domestically? I don't think in either place. Here's the thing. The okay, the Lion King has more international appeal than Endgame. I don't think so. People around the world love Lion King. People around the world love these Marvel movies. But here's here's what I'm saying. People around the world love Lion King. Period. And if you look at Endgame, they only make seventy seven hundred million here. Of the two point five billion, what has what has so, grossed so, over eight hundred billion domestically? But hear what I'm saying: it's making the bulk of its money internationally, and that's been the trend for a very long time for a lot of these movies. They're making the that's why they you, you watch these movies and there'll be some weird Chinese country, company on the front of it. And you're like, what is this? Because these movies are making the bulk of their money internationally, and I think they realize that with Lion King, I think it's going to make the bulk of its money internationally, and I think that's where we're going to see it. Even if it does make, it, I agree. Like you're talking about, like how think, much think, is how much is going to make domestic like like a ratio? No, but no, that's but fine. The the ratio is fine. It's just going to make less money. It's gonna make less money so than in game. So let's talk about audiences. So we these are both um, products that speak to a younger audience. Like it's something that kids yes. fan out about, like superheroes and Lion King. I think they're but they more both, kids. They both get the kid audience. Um, interestingly, though, Lion King is one where unless your parents show it to you, it's not current. Versus the superhero ones, Marvel, like you. Kids who are 10 have seen, they've gotten a lot of exposure to the superhero right. stuff. So I can see them being excited for that. And I'm I'm wondering if uh, that audience, because if kids go to the movie, parents, at least one parent has to go to the movie and that usually bumps up the, the numbers. And mm-hmm. then that's also summer movies, right? Kids. Think summer that, camps. You got to do something with them. You can't just have them hang out. All the summer camps holidays. going so to see Lion to, King. They go to movies a lot. So, I mean. You don't but, think that's going to happen? I, 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 I'm not shaking my head I, at that. I just telling you that's not going to make up as much money because like, think that, about like a seven year old boy might want to go and see the Lion King, but a fourteen year old boy does not want to go and see the Lion King. I don't know if that's Why true. Why do you think that? Especially if the fourteen year old girls. No, oh, sorry, go. they don't want to go to see the Lion King as many times as they want to go and see Endgame. Maybe no, because yeah. a lot of these kids. Here's the thing. I mean, we see it with Pixar, right? And Lion King is one of some of the same, which is like you could show Lion King to your grandkids. Mm-hmm. You don't even have kids right now. You can show Lion King to your grandkids, mm-hmm. and it's still palatable because it's not like it's not like DreamWorks with a bunch of pop culture, like who let the dogs out. None of it feels dated. Mm-hmm. The songs are good, so you can show it to them. Same with like Toy Story. These movies you can just show, and Toy Story came out the same year, right? You can just show them over and over again. So there's so for this fourteen year old boy, Toy Story one came out the same year as Lion King. Yeah, ninety five. Wow. Uh, so the same uh, or either year, I think yeah, Lion King was ninety five, right? 
I don't know. 94, 95. So they came out around the same time. Wait, no. Lion King was probably... I think of Toy Story as way later, but I... I don't Lion King was probably like 93. I wasn't 93. Well, because I think Little Mermaid was 89. That's right. Oh, so well, then you have... Beauty and the Beast was next, then the, Aladdin. But I think... So a lot of these... So these 14-year-old boys, I think a lot of them have grown up watching The Lion King. If if their parents did show it to them. That's the thing. is like parents can show it to them, but I don't know if they 94. have. 94. So there's that. But then I also think in terms of what parents want to watch, I think you've got... I think there's a significant amount who would want to watch Lion King because they grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, their parents, like the grandparents, like you were talking about, they had their kids watching it, so they're very familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So it's a like a, a crosses a lot of generations. Mm-hmm. And Endgame, Avengers, I don't think it necessarily does. I don't think the grandparents are necessarily staying up to date with Endgame. I don't think the grandparents are going to go and see uh, The Lion King in the theater. Yeah, they will. They're going to watch it at home video. They will, cause this, he- this is something that may crush Endgame in home video. But I, 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 what you're saying, I don't believe it at all that these factors add to more money than Endgame does. And what Endgame has is a continuous 10 years right. of being on the forefront of public consciousness. Yeah. Lion King does not have that. No, but what it does have is a rich history with people. It's a sleeper. And it sh- okay. but, but also one thing you run real quick, one thing you run into is like, there are people having conversations about summer movies, right? There are people who don't want to see Hobbs and Shaw. They don't want to see this other stuff that's coming out. King, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. They want to, but, but they Hobbs won't. and Shaw looks fun. It, it looks fun <laughs> for us, right? But there are people who just want to go to the movies. And I think movies like Rocket Man will do great this summer and Lion King for that alone. They want to go to the movies, but they don't want to see a bunch of bang them up action, shoot them up stuff. They don't want to see Spider-Man Far From Home. They're not interested in that, but they, but they would see The Lion King. And here's the thing. Here's what we haven't seen yet from the trailer. Any of the music. I think but, what are now. they different songs now? No, same songs. But I hope then so because I watched Mary Poppins and it. it was not good. We haven't seen it. I think that's going to be. Well, the how thing. is it going to change the song if we all know that the, we've all heard these songs before? But I think it'll get people to like, oh, well, yeah, we've heard them. So we haven't heard them. You haven't seen them in this context. I think that'll get people. So I assume it's going to be similar to Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Where it's like you know these songs, you love them. They might have some new how ones did in Beauty there. Beauty and the Beast too. I don't know, but it did well for me. Yeah. I watched it over and over and over again. It came out like, like the fall I too. Loved it. And it's not even that well done, but it was the nostalgia factor hits hard. But also, and so I think um, one thing I wanted to point out is the number one trailer ever, like in terms of numbers, Mm -hmm. is Lion Lion King. King. The second Lion King trailer, and the one that it broke was Lion King, the first Lion King trailer. So I think there are a lot of people getting like worked up for this. One question I have is how will Aladdin? impact this yeah so like you know tim you're talking about okay we want to go see a movie i don't really want to see any of these mm-hmm. okay we'll do lion king for me lion king i don't re-watch lion king because it's so sad yeah i gotta watch Mufasa so die again. often and i so it's never the one that i pick to rewatch. so i'm thinking okay fine i'm like i don't really want to watch any of these i might pick aladdin over lion king if i'm just like okay let's just go watch this it'll be fine mm-hmm. So do you think that's going to harm it, or do you think it'll help? I think Aladdin will help. I think the success of anything, you know, it's a copycat industry, and fans are very fickle, and they, they ride waves. So I think if, if the wave leading into Lion King is that Aladdin is good, and we've and they've adapted this Disney, this animated Disney film and made it really funny and interesting and fun, people will take that as a message of sort of good faith and go see Lion King. I want to throw in two more data points. Okay. I have one last big data point at the end when you're done. 
Beauty and the Beast, $1.264 billion. Oh, that's a lot. Yes, it's also half of Endgame. Uh-huh. Um, Frozen, uh, $1.276 billion. Mm-hmm. Also about half of Endgame. What was And Infinity Frozen was, a, was an enormous uh, phenomenon. Was what that? was Infinity War? Infinity War was 2.048 billion? Yeah. Billion yeah. dollars. Infinity War made 2 billion. Oh. So Endgame's not really blowing it out cuz how much has Endgame made? But but 2.6. But, it, but Endgame's been much. out for a month. I don't know when the th- end of the theatrical run for Infinity War is, but so I, it seems point. like it could get to to I could see it getting to what 3 billion. Okay, let's switch awesome. this up. Opening weekend, who's going to have made more? Um, the Lion King. I mean, it, it, I could see it beating it at the mm-hmm. opening weekend, but what? it's not going to make more money worldwide. But if it beats the opening weekend, that is a good market that it could have. Cause no, it, 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 I don't. I don't see it having the same legs. Opening weekend is where the legs start. Yeah, it's where the legs start, it but they can be still be I stumpy legs. More. It might be what I care about more. Who's going to make the most money opening weekend? Probably Lion King. Because nothing else. Out, there's nothing. I mean, and smartly, nothing but, else was out around Endgame either. Right. It's all Disney. Very smart by Disney. They're, yeah, they're, they're placing these movies in points of the year where there's nothing else out. That's what. That's why Black Panther has such a long run because there's nothing out in February. Um, so are we going to wager something? We can. But also, my la- my last two data points are: there's really nothing else coming out after Lion King. So it has it has a longer run, and what one thing we always discuss is physical theater space, and I think that's the thing that's going to impact in games run is like actual physical theater space when these other films come out. Aladdin, yeah, Spider Man Far From Home is actual theater space. There's but it's new, already been a month. All, all I'm saying is what's going to impact its longevity is theater space. There is nothing remotely close to Lion King ending the summer into the fall that's going to impact its ability to be in physical theaters and the last big domino is beyonce and i'm not even joking when i say that no like one thousand percent that's that's a tough she ain't even market this thing yet she got on her instagram talking about go see me in lion king are you kidding me yeah it's gonna be people will go see it off listen scores of black women showing up in the theater we're not going to get into how black people move culture and the way black women move culture, but scores of black women showing up in a theater talking about I'm here to see Beyonce, despite how long she's in the movie, is is going to move a number. You don't I'm think ex- so? I'm excited for it. You don't think so? I've, I have don't disagree with any single thing you've said. You don't think it's going to I don't think that the math adds up to more than Endgame. That's, this is... Okay. Like everything you're saying, yes, these people are going to come out for this. People are going to come out for this. Beyonce is going to make a big deal. Da, 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 yeah. And it's going to end up at 75 to 80% of what Endgame got. 75 to 80%? Yeah. Because right. we're thinking if Endgame is getting up to like 3 billion, I can see, you know, sure, Lion King gets to $2.3 billion. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You just don't but think it's, it's going to be as much. No. And you, but you, you agree that it, like Lion King will be number two. Like you're not so saying. So Lion King comes at number two. It might not be what I estimate, but like, I if somebody said it, I wouldn't think it was a dumb choice. Okay, all right. All right. So that's but now, and you have the ex- the experience with these things, but also the so opening weekend will tell it. But also, like, I'm, I'll weekend. go and see Endgame again. I have no intention of seeing the Lion King, and I know that like the adults around me who have kids have no intention of seeing it. Yeah, of course, they have no intention to their kids want to see it. 
Right, which means that <laughs> which means that they're going to fight over which one has to take them to go no. and see this but kids someone movie. Someone is going, and also, and also, someone is going, and also within these sort of groups, they can have one adult out of the the group of adults, yeah. right? Because like who we were just hanging out with, it's it's a group of like three or four couples who have kids who are all around the same age. You could get away with one or two of the parents taking half a dozen kids. How many tickets is that? But again, you, but it's you, less than the, it's. But but you if you're saying, oh, the mom takes the two kids, you know, if that happens three times, then you get an adult from each one. But if you can, if you can just have that one adult taking three sets of kids, then that's why I'm saying that pulls away from. I don't think it does because yeah, I think those kids really are going. Doesn't. Yeah, the kids are definitely going. And I think that this is math, really. It's the math. But the kids are going multiple times. They're going to go with summer camps. They're going to go with their parents. Yeah, They're going to go with their friends. But the kids not friends, go multiple parents. times with to see Endgame. So here's the thing, Kenan. Yeah. I think there's an that, age range. You're basing that on this group, right? Like, I mean, just no, this just, is just a, a caveat, right? Or anecdotal, um, anecdotes, yes. right? So this is a group you're you're basing that part on. Zero of them have seen Endgame. So and yeah. their kids haven't, and their kids haven't. There's an age range where I think that you you're not getting people going to the Lion King. I don't know why you think that. At fifth, because at fifteen to like twenty something. Oh yeah, I in your watched mind. Lion King at those who's, ages. Who's watching? No, this? You, actually, you're who's so watching? different. So my question is, who's know. who's watching these trailers on YouTube? Kids, they're young. They're, yeah, who, over what? and over and over on their parents' and iPad. They're gonna keep going. They're gonna, to the and they're, too. That's why these YouTube, the YouTube, uh, what do you call it, uh, statistics for for how many times somebody has watched these trailers doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, how many unique views was it? But how that shows how excited they are. Yeah, it also shows, and I've seen this a million times. You give a screen to a kid to make him shut up. Yeah. So they know. might be excited, but they're watching the same thing over and over and over, and they're still just one ticket. And they'd want to go to the movie over and over and over again. And grandma, will but, take but parents, grandma will take them. Grandma no, no, parents are, are, are movies are expensive. Not, the the yeah. parents are not taking kids over and over and over. To so how movies. do people go see Endgame over and over? It's going to be the summer because uh, of that age of disposable income that I just laid out. Nah, it's not, it's not. That's not that age. That's not the age that's going to see it over and over again. Seeing Endgame, it's not disposable income. It's kids. I don't agree with that. I've been into I've been to the theaters. It is their kids in groups going to see it over right. and over again. So the wager is I don't know. I just so think yeah, who wins who loses. That's what I like. That's not a fun wager. Mm. I don't. We'll, 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 we can figure it out. I'm not really concerned. We've got months to figure it out for months. months. Yeah, because it ends in what, August. It, it, yeah, it starts in July. What starts in July? The movie. But the like, how long do we let them? Like, when do you pick the date? And you're like, okay. Where are they? The movie at? opens in July. And then, we'll, like the end, like it's like September. Or, I mean, we'll find out because we'll follow slash film. I mean, the, the the run will go probably into October. It'll have that long of a run. Yeah, because really nothing else out. So yeah, I don't remember when slash filmcast like stops and says, "Okay, this is the number," or yeah. I think it's in September. But we'll. Um, so yes, you have months to figure out what your wager is. Well, I just think out. you should just be like, "I'm the winner. I'm smarter than you." Um, okay, so that's Lion King versus Endgame. And do we have any other news that we need to talk about today, guys? No, not for me. Okay, so Tim, what have you been up to? I recently saw John Wick 3, Chapter and, 3, Parabellum. Good. It's 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 two hours of John Wick just killing people. Kendon almost took me to see it yesterday, and right as uh, we were walking out the door, I said, does it matter that I haven't seen John Wick 2? No. No? No. All right. There we go. Not Kevin. really. I mean, still it, see it. you can watch like 
everything that happens in John Wick Two, and like it's or have some or read about it or watch a summary or read a review. It's it's simple. We were rushing to get to the movie time, and so then we proceeded to not. John well, Wick Two is essentially <laughs> he. You seen the first one? I saw the first. So I, I know. Yeah, I saw. The I'm, first I'm one. still upset. I didn't tell you about the dog. Um. So in the first one, so the second one is more the first, but he you know the Continental has all these rules, and John Wick uh, conducts his quote unquote business on Continental grounds, which then leads to him going on the run from the high table, who were like, well, "You've got to pay for this." So mm-hmm. second movie ends with him on the run. This picks up with him on the run sometime after. He's on the run from. Everybody. From every, so they put out like a $14 million bounty on his head. Okay. So every, all these assassins all over the place are trying to get to him. And he is essentially killing his way through New York City to get to a destination and to try to sort of like clear his name. Okay. But there's a really... Can he really clear thing. his name? Because didn't he actually do what they're accusing <laughs> him of doing? Yeah, he did it. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but he's trying to figure out. There's, I mean, there's not. I'm not going to spoil the movie. There's a way he thinks yeah, he yeah, clears yeah, his yeah, name. Yeah. But there's a sequence in the trailer that's like really quick, but... It's the beginning of the, the first act, and they're chasing John Wick, and they end up in like this antique weapons place. There's like these old guns and stuff that he's trying to get to work, but they end up in a hallway with a bunch of knives. Ooh! And John Wick throws like ten knives into this guy. It's, it's brutal. He is just—they're just throwing knives back and forth. It is a great sequence. A lot of really cool choreography. There's obviously the scene in the trailer when he's on the horse and they're on the motorcycles, where they're chasing him down. There's a who remembers the great movie Desperado? I do remember the dude with all the knives. Yeah, that's uh, one of my favorite parts. Uh, Danny Trejo. That was Danny Trejo. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing is like you got guns, you got you have other hallway scenes, but knives, man, that guns, knives, something different. Abuses a book. (sighs) Um, but um, Charlie Berry shows up with her dogs. She's great in it. I really wish she did more action after watching this. Like, oh, she's actually really good. Um. Uh, yeah, it's fun. If you like John Wick, it's worth a watch. It's just John Wick killing people for two hours. It's, like, it's literally like a video game down to like the big boss fight at the end. But one thing I do appreciate is the reverence people have for John Wick as they're fighting him. And like, that maintains us. Yeah, I was wondering. Like, if- this is an honor, man. Like, Wow. Please don't fight. go from the neck. Yeah. <laughs> let's fight. Awesome. Well, and, and some of the guys from The Raid are in it. You've seen The Raid? Yeah. yeah. I still haven't Mad seen Dog. The Raid 2. Oh, The Raid 2 is crazy. But Mad Dog from The Raid, Redemption is in it. He's great. Nice. All right. Anything else that you've been doing, thinking about, listening to? That is it. Really? Okay. Not not a whole lot. Oh, I watched The Society on Netflix. What's that? These kids, kind of lostish. These kids go on a field trip and they end up in like a town that looks like theirs, but there's no parents around. Um, so they have to create like their own society. And of course, there's a bunch of rich, entitled kids who don't know how to behave. Um. Yeah, you would appreciate. Is there it. anybody holding them accountable? No, there's no adults. These are a bunch of high school kids. So is it like Lord of the Flies? Like they're yeah, just gonna create their own kind rules of. and. So the bridge out of town, the road out of town, they're all all of a sudden there's like a forest there and they can't get out and they don't know what's beyond the forest. So they, they take a couple treks out there. So all these kids are there. dead. Uh, I don't think so. That was the thing with Lost, right? They were all in like purgatory. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I never um, made it to the end of Lost. <laughs> but one of, the, one of the one of the I, I just finished the series yesterday. But one of the episodes I think you love is these women get together and they're like, "Why are all the women here?" They're like, "We need rules because like these men are going to get out of control, and if we don't put rules in place, like what's going to stop one of us from getting raped?" Mm-hmm. Or what age are these kids? They're high school kids. Yeah, but they're drinking and going on raiders, and they're like, "Yeah, we've well, got to like figure something out because you know the moment that happens, 
there's no police to go to. There's no one. So these women try to figure out like how to lead, and th- that leads to a bunch of like guys being like, "We should be in power." Blah blah blah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the kids are dumb. These kids are really dumb. <laughs> and that's, I mean, so that's next week's episode, I suppose, <laughs> where we talk about stupid high school kids. Yeah, stupid high school kids. Um, cool. Uh, so what I've been up to is. Uh, to my, to, actually, we're recording right right now. Tonight is the last episode ever of Game of Thrones. It is. So it's been it's been a wild run. This season has mm-hmm. gone differently than I would have expected in a lot of ways. Do you hate it? I don't hate it. I have very low expectations. Mm-hmm. I've been <laughs> frustrated about things for the last couple of seasons, and so. A lot of the things that I'm seeing that don't make any sense, I'm also yeah. like, whatever, it's not going to make sense. And it's this is they're not doing this for the sake of the making story. <laughs> they're doing this for it to look good for the audience. It feels very surface level yeah. audience, especially the appeal. last episode. Yes, well, and like the it was visually stunning, the yeah. battle in Winterfell as well. It, there's just a lot of things that are just huh. Every episode, there's things that just don't. Why would you do that? And you shouldn't do that. And you guys are supposed to be very smart. And yet you are not being smart at all. Um, I don't know if anybody who's left is supposed to be really smart. One thing that we were going to do, Tim, you never filled out your thing. No. But uh, we have, I have a couple of brackets going in terms of who survives and who doesn't. Um, and I wish I had done it. <laughs> Kendon does not survive. I wish I had done it yeah. like a week to week thing instead of a, like by the end of the show, who's alive. Because... I think week to week, it really would have thrown things Especially after the battle at Winterfell. Yeah. Well, especially after the first episode, I would have been very messed up. My 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 bracket would have been very messed up after the first episode. So anyway, that's what I'm up to. The other thing that I've been doing is watching peacocks, wild peacocks walking around and seeing alligators um, out in Florida. So I got to go visit Kenan in Cape Canaveral um, because, Kenan, what have you been up to? I've been up to setting up experiments to go up on the SpaceX 17 to the International Space Station. So this is cool. why we've been gone for the last month. Yeah. Or what, yeah. what does that entail when you say set up experiments? Um basically, so we're we're studying kidney disease, progression of kidney disease using 3D models. So it basically means prepping all of the devices that we need to use, seeding them with human cells and then doing maintenance on them and then treatment. Um, but the complex, the comp- convoluted thing about it is getting it all set up in, the, in a very like small specific piece of equipment and then handing it over to NASA and them doing their whole thing. Um, a lot of timetables and stuff like that. So um, that's where I've been for, I mean, I've been there since the 11th of April Mm-hmm. Um, we did try to record an episode while I was out there, <laughs> but did. technical difficulties and all of that. But hopefully, the little updates that Shalia has uh, dropped on along the way has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to see some cool stuff, um, I have it posted on my Instagram. I'm Thundercats. How do I even spell that? T H U N D A K A T T S. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Maybe go to Made in the Eighties. Yeah, and you can, can find him. We can put a link way. in it. We can put a link yeah. to your Instagram in the in the show notes. Yeah. So the the uh, theme name for it is Chips in Space, right? And the idea is that chips? these little chips, these little three D models, you can you call them chips, 
And Why was I are... thinking of the show chips? Yeah, that's what. That would Eric Estrada. Putting Eric Estrada to space in the short shorts. I could see it. I could see it. Um, yeah. So these like little models are, are you call them chips, and they function like kidneys would. And part of it. So part of the experiment is so you had to send it up, but they are experimenting how kidneys function differently, or how microgravity is impacting kidneys, right? Kidney functions. Yeah. And so that's why it needs to be up on the International Space Station because you're running experiments here on Earth, which is so cool to say. Kendon is doing this on Earth because the Because other people were confused. The experiment is in space. Apparently some people were confused and thought I was on that rocket. Oh yeah, my dad rocket texted man. me like So Kendon Wait, what, what did he say? say? When is he coming back? No, he was like, "Is I'm confused. Is Kendon on there?" And then he's like, "Grandma's confused too." <laughs> so I gotta call Grandma. And uh, well, who asked you when I was coming back? Or I was coming back down from the space station. I don't. I don't remember. I don't know. You were coming back down. I don't down? remember somebody asking. Like in a pod. I know that when my dad <laughs> asked me, I laughed and said, "Yeah, he'll be back in a couple months." Uh, <laughs> I, but he didn't ask me when he was coming back. He was more like, "What is going on?" I don't understand. Um, so. But yeah, so your experiment is happening up there, and then you're also doing it down here to see how they are different, right? And so how kidneys function differently, because astronauts, they develop kidney stones, and we want to be able to send people to Mars someday. And so this is all really important for future space travel. And also, my thing is, it's going to be really exciting developments for folks who have kidney issues here, because this will help us in research. Yep. There's Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of a lot, it's of, a lot people. of people, apparently. It's a lot of people. Yeah, I learned that. It's a lot of people. Um, and so that's the other thing is like anytime I actually explain this work, it's it's um, people on the ground are very excited just in terms of how it will help people's lives right here. Yeah, it's interesting because we have a, a, a common <laughs> uh, like uh, Instagram friend named Part Time Traveler. Mm-hmm. And she was even messaging or sending message on the um on the post like this is really cool i have kidney problems yeah a lot of people do yeah uh yeah it's yeah. it's weird they're important they're very it's important, important work. organs thank you kenan yeah, yeah. very cool um so what is your favorite thing about because so that's what you've been up to and then what you've been watching because you actually got to watch the rocket launch right and don't act like you weren't there <laughs> she's trying to be an interviewer here we got to watch it, yeah, and in fact, did. one of the best things about the little cell phone video that I took is that you can hear in the background somebody says, "Oh my god!" That's Leah. Yeah, I was really excited, like oh my blown god. away. It was amazing. It was like three in the morning. We had done it the night before, and it had gotten down to like thirteen seconds, and then they had to cancel it. So the whole delay. No, thirteen thing, minutes. No, it was yeah. thirteen seconds. What was that? Mm. What? No, it was not. It was down to fifteen minutes. Yeah. What? I, I have a picture. I have a picture of it. Oh, no, I no, because thought... no, I just came out of the bathroom. If it was, if it was under a minute, I would have not just gone to the bathroom. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. okay. So it got down to like thirteen minutes and then stopped and went back to fifteen and then it was canceled and it was three in the morning. I had been there for what two hours by myself oh on the and she she was on the bleachers by herself actually this all, all worked out myself. way <laughs> better dro- they dropped me off because i didn't have clearance to go to the official viewing place and they dropped me off on the bleachers on the side of the road but what's funny is it was the wrong it was the wrong like public viewing area because at the next one there were um bleachers but there was also like food trucks and like a whole bunch of people and it was a party and i was alone at this other one and you, you could you hear it <laughs> 
No, but there's others who ventured over. Why didn't you venture? Because there's alligators out there. First no. thing I saw, Tim, that first day mm-hmm. I saw all alligator off the side of the road. Like no. Oh yeah, I'm not yeah, no. Around. No, yeah. they're they're around, around everywhere. Yeah. There's signs and I'm everything. Good. Yeah. So that was that. But yeah, because it got delayed, there was space for me to go to the official viewing, which was so amazing. So cool. And was it loud? It was Yes. It was very loud. Uh, but not not like overwhelmingly loud. You could hear it though. It was weird because it was so far away, but you could hear it. And it was delayed because of space and sound. Yes, both and of time. Those <laughs> That's how they work. Um, we also got to go to the museum because of the delay. We spent the day in between um, going to the Kennedy Space Center, like the visitor center, and it's not, like a there. museum. It was so cool, and it was really nice that we did that before the launch happened because I had a little bit more understanding of what was going on. Mm. Um, so, so the funny thing, right? The shuttle. Tell the the, the story of the shuttle from your point of view. Um, Which shuttle? So, about shuttle Atlantis. I was like, oh, we need to go. I, like, I need to go and see the shuttle Atlantis. Like, this is really big. I want to see this. So when you roll up to the visitor center, you can see these two orange fuel tanks, basically. There's one orange fuel tank, two white booster rockets. There you go. So they're outside, and they're very, very, very tall. And so you see those as you're approaching. And apparently our shuttle program went for quite some time, and it was probably the what you would have, what we would have pictured as kids. Uh, in space, uh, but it was finished. Um, I don't know when. At some point, so Kendon was like, like 2011 or something. I want to see wow. the shuttle because this is what you would think of as space. Um, so we we saw we walked up and we took pictures in front of those two orange things or the one orange thing and the two white things. And then I'm like, so do you want to go? I was concerned that we we were going to meet family and we were taking too long. So I kept trying to like say, you know. Would you like to go now? Do you still mm-hmm. want to stay here? Would you like to go? And he said, no, he wants to go inside the building because he wants to see the shuttle itself. So you go inside. The shuttle itself is inside the building. Yeah. But outside is, is the one orange thing and the two white things. Yeah. And so and the fuel tanks. They're the fuel tanks. So they Why have, outside? They're tall. I don't oh. know. It's, it's visually nice. Oh, that makes like sense. Like when you show up, you can see it. Gotcha. And those are a little bit more, I think, iconic they're to gigantic. me when you see it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not really talking big. about. And they're filled with. I'd imagine, um, I was right. I was talking about. I was thinking like actual like fuel tanks for cars, but yeah, oh it's yeah, no, <laughs> they're big. Yeah, like, they're building size big. What are fuel tanks? <laughs> yeah, they're gigantic. And this is yeah. like the best. Oh, nice. So, uh, so yeah, and what Kenan explained is like, two of them are it's holding fuel. dry fuel, so like powder, yeah. and then one has liquid, liquid fuel. fuel, and these all three pop off of the station at different or the shuttle at different, different times. Yeah. Uh, to get it up to space. Yeah. So it kind of insisted that we go and actually see the shuttle itself because that's what he wanted to see. Uh, so we get in. The really cool thing was that there was two different viewing rooms before you got to actually go into the room with the shuttle. And so we're with all of these people. And then there's this like video that plays. And then you go to the next room and there's another video that plays. And it was really cool because I had, I think... Not zero understanding, but very, very little understanding of the shuttle program, and it had very little meaning to me. Yeah, uh, I didn't really care to be honest. And what? by the by yeah. the end of the second, well, actually, it was like partway through the second video where it actually I think takes off. I start clapping. I'm like, 
I'm like, yes, it did it. I'm clapping in the room and then everyone else starts clapping too. And um, I was like in it. By the end of that second video, I was just like, oh my gosh, like got chills, super excited. Then the wall comes up and you see this huge space shuttle just there on display. It was um, it was very Oh, so you saw the video, then they showed the space yeah, shuttle. Yeah, so it's before the you screen, like, get in parts. there. And then it's behind it. Yeah. And it's in, it's this huge, 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 huge thing, which is interesting, though, because like then they show you can it's it's um, open so you can see inside and it's not that big for, wow, in terms of like huge. people having to hang out in there. And then there's cool because like you can see the arms that are used because this shuttle helped build the space station. Right. The, like the shuttle program was like, let's take stuff up and do stuff and come back down. Like it, it helped build. It didn't end up transporting us to the moon all the time. Like it didn't end up being that kind of passenger shuttle, but it did shuttle stuff to up there and like created the space station. And you can see these arms that, that were used for stuff. And those have Canada written on them because apparently I, my guess is it was the Canadians that came up with that piece. Mm-hmm. So it was really, 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 really cool. And there's, there were five shuttles total, if I recall. But um, so then the Endeavor, there was also an Enterprise actually, but it might have been a prototype. I can't remember. Yeah. I think um, it was an Enterprise. So yeah, it, so but for sure there was Atlantis, which we saw. There's Discovery, Endeavor, and then two of them that were lost in our lifetime were the Challenger and the Columbia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, I remember watching the Challenger live. Do you? Yeah, I was a kid. Was it the, the one for the school teacher? We had a teacher on it. So we were yeah. all in. I was at uh, Freeport Elementary in Sacramento, California. And we were all in the cafeteria. Because you know how it is in elementary school, right? The cafeteria was also like the theater. There was like a, yep. a, a yeah. stage and like a curtain. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in there and they had to they roll in. They roll in like for you young friends of ours. They roll in a television on this big cart for all of us to watch the teacher get launched into space. Now, at my young age, I wasn't aware of what was happening at the time. Yeah. But I remember, because I've seen them before. I've seen the launches. So I, I've seen, like, the fuel tanks pop off. So when I'm watching it, I think the fuel tank popped off. Yeah. Not that the sh- thing exploded. Huh. Yeah. And then, like, our teacher, like, breaks down. And, like, someone else, she she breaks down crying. I God, I can remember this vividly. She's crying, like, on the right side of the TV. And then some other guy runs over and, like, turns off the TV. He's like, oh, well, that's the end of the launch. We're going to dismiss everyone back to class. We just oh went back to God. class. She was like a mess. She was like, oh, my God. And I was like, why? Everyone was like, why is she crying? Because we just couldn't. Because, yeah, it didn't Well, it's it not like it was in. huge. Like, it, you were probably looking at kind of a small little dot, right, on the Yeah, TV. yeah. I mean, it was a big enough TV, but it wasn't like, you yeah. know, we were all just there to celebrate. And it was this big deal. We are going to watch the shuttle launch. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. Wow. I um, remember just being told about it. It happened in the, we had, like, happened in the morning, exhibit. right? No idea. I'm not sure. I'm I'm YouTubing it right now. We had some kind of oh, exhibit geez, that we it? would look at. Well, yeah, because I only know this as like that, that historical the historical event. Is the date on there? Um, yeah, I'd have to go back here. Um, no, if you if you push the intro. January twenty eighth. Yeah. Uh, nineteen eighty six. So you were born in seventy. I was seventy eight. So I was like just about to be eight. So I was seven. So I was probably first or second grade. Yeah. That sounds. Wow. Yeah. It was kind of weird. So for Kendon's lunch. Um, not being on TV. Like, we were, you know, trying to tell friends and family, like, if you want to watch this. But it's it all on YouTube. Be, it used to be, though, that it was on, you could roll out a TV and watch it. Yeah. But it's not there anymore. Now it's on, like, NASA TV and yeah. it's, like, streaming and you can see it. Yeah, you it. can stream stuff and watch it. But, but the difference here is there's no people going up on that. 
there was no people going up. That was an unmanned. Right. And so it's basically like a supply shuttle. It's like a supply thing. So it's not really, you know what sure, I mean? I, yeah, except for I don't know the last time I saw a rocket launch with people on it on TV. Like, I'm not sure they're, they're doing the people either. I don't want to watch it, Kendon. Yeah, that's people dying yeah. why would we want to look at that I try to not watch people die when I can not for real I watch John Wick yeah. I want to watch people yeah. die for real this is yeah so anyway um, so the shuttle that was cool um, and then the other interesting thing and this ties us into the movie that we're talking about today is before we went to see the shuttle we walk in and we go into this like history like more historical um building and there's like a movie about uh the space program i don't know exactly know what they were telling us about but anyway then we get to the then we get to the actual like museum rooms and there's all of this like this stuff from the space program so you've got like astronaut suits and you've got pictures it's like a memorial like oh. pictures of everybody who are up there um I space uh what's it called the command center like in houston uh set up um and then there's this one capsule that kind of looks like a light bulb to me and it was really little and kenan spent some time actually looking at it like i think it took some pictures yeah he like this all meant a lot more to him Mm -hmm. than it did to me but uh and then like i was reading it and it was talking about some guy who like spent three days in there in that chair and i was just like oh my god yeah i can't spend three days like i can't spend three hours in a car sitting in a seat of a car like how did this like how did somebody end up in there for three days and it turns out that the person who did that was, I mean, we, so we saw the equivalent of that, or what did I say? It was the real capsule that we saw in the movie. Okay. That. The one depicted in the movie is yeah. the one you looked at. Yeah. Ed Harris, there. the one that Ed Harris goes around, orbits around the earth on, that was the actual <laughs> thing that he was riding around that we were looking at. I had no idea. Um, and even while we were watching the movie, I didn't know until it was like, because of the whole, um, they weren't the problem, right? And so he was supposed to orbit more. And then they're like, okay, we're going to have you come back now. And it's like, wait, it's only been three days. And I'm like, wait, three days. I've heard <laughs> I've heard of someone else being in something for three days. And that's when I looked back and was like, oh, shit. That's what we were looking at. It's pretty cool. And on the side of the, the building. Um, that does sound really cool, though. On the side of the building, they're, it, they're calling it the, the Hall of Heroes, right? Um, it sounds like something out of like DC Comics. Yeah, actually, you're right. <laughs> but what's on the side is is, the, actually, is a relief is a relief uh, sculpture of the Mercury Seven. That's who those all those people are on the side of the building. Oh, really? Yeah. So cool. So I can't wait to go back there now that I have seen this movie and know a little bit more. I've, now that I've seen a rocket launch and now that I've seen this movie. When you guys didn't see um, First Man. No, no, I haven't seen First, First Man. First Man touches on that a bit before we get to Neil Armstrong. It's like the fact that like <clears throat> these astronauts are living in this really tight-knit community because it's just them and their wives mm-hmm. and their families. Mm-hmm. And also these people are dying or being injured in these these tests. Like no one's gone Did to we space. lose astronauts in the process? Yeah. Uh-oh. Didn't really hear about any of that. No. Yeah. We know the end result. People made it to the moon. But like it's rigorous. Yeah. And we're, we're trying, we were trying something that no one had ever tried before. And it's all theory, you know, from being in it's science. It's so scary. Theory, and you don't know. Yeah. That was one of the things. So this movie and also the film on the shuttle or that led us into the shuttle, one of them, I'm just like, I can't believe humans figured out how to do this. So 
Yeah, and you're kind of thinking of two very, very extreme things involved in space exploration. One of them is putting human beings on the end of a bomb that's pointed one direction and then pushing them through all of this atmosphere, which creates all of this heat. Yeah. And then once that's all over with, now you're out in an extremely hostile environment where you can't breathe. It's cold. It's cold. You can't breathe. Like all of this stuff. Um, gravity. Yeah. Like, like Shalia, it's been fun. When we go to like Hawaii or something, she looks out at the ocean. She's like, oh, it's beautiful. We're, you know, my, my people have, have traveled these waters and I look out and I see like, there's nothing out there but salt water. I can't even drink salt water. Yeah, it's dangerous. Like, <laughs> it's so dangerous. I tell you about the time I got pushed out in Hawaii. No, I was I was I was snorkeling, and like you're not supposed to swim parallel to the shore. I guess they told me this in this video, and I was like, whatever. So I'm out there swimming, and I'm swimming. I'm there for a wedding, and I'm with the maid of honor, and we're swimming. And then what I didn't realize, we were slowly getting pushed further and further out. We're past the marker. We're not supposed to go by. Is that so, why the parallel? Because you can't tell. No. Yeah, you can't. And That's why you don't swim parallel. No. And because you have no idea, just, it's just slowly pushing you out. Okay. You don't know. So we look up, and like people are like this big on the shore, and I was like, "We're way too far out here." And I look, and the markers way ahead, and I was like, "We're way past the marker." Did you get scared? I was terrified. Why? Because I was like, I don't know what else is out here. Yeah. There's I mean, a marker for a reason. <laughs> Shalia, like, Shalia, why what, am I out here? What, what happened in Sharks Cove? Kenan <laughs> scraped his knee and then just swam around with us, bleeding. So, so, so then we're swimming back against mm-hmm. the current, yeah, which is exhausting. But you're not supposed to swim against the current. Yeah. Here's, do you know what to do now? No. Okay. So when the current, if you do. get stuck in the current, you yeah. don't fight the current. Yeah. You swim out of the current. So, like, if the current is pushing this way, you swim this way to get. But around. isn't that swimming parallel to the? Yeah, I don't know this. I've never heard this parallel. Yeah, they told like, us I not swim to do parallel that. all the time. So whatever but happened. Maybe it was like, maybe I, I, have I don't f- know why they Maybe said I have that. got it all wrong in my head. But, <laughs> but if the current's taking you, yeah. you, you don't don't try to swim against current. Just get out of the current because yeah. it's going to yeah. yeah. I was snorkeling. Around. I didn't realize how far we had been pushed out. Yeah. And we were so far away from everybody else. And we had to swim back. And it was exhausting trying to swim back. Because she got afraid. And I was like, I can't be afraid because she's afraid. Oh, so let me- good job, Tim. <laughs> Let me tell her it's going to be okay. And similar thing happened to us in Atlanta. I'll tell you after this. But I was like, let me look in the water and make sure there's <laughs> nothing down there. And I was like, wait, I don't want to see anything. How about that? I yeah. was like looking. Like, I was like, oh, let me look. If I see something, make sure we're okay. And I was looking. I was like, and it was just like blue. And like, yeah. and it just that got. That is a scary feeling. And it you just got darker. And I was like, let me not look. I don't want to see a shadow. I don't yeah. want to see a fin. So we swam back, and people were like, where are you guys at? And I was like, I, just, I, I had never been so happy to be on shore again. So is, the ocean's so beautiful. It is. On the shore, it is. It is. <laughs> in a boat. So when we were in, we were uh, over in um, Florida, we also drove up to Georgia and Atlanta. This is only related in the no. don't show fear thing. But there's, apparently there's this thing called whipping, I guess. I'm not sure. But um, it was a bunch of these like fairly nice cars. They looked like Easter eggs. They looked they were like Easter super eggs. Painted pretty, real color, like pink yeah. and like teal, real pastel. Color. And then on like these big ass like uh, truck wheels, like like they, they like looked sedan. like toys. They did. They looked like truck, like little. They were yeah. They were sedans, just normal yeah. little cars on these huge tires. Yeah, and they were it's like very Southern had, culture. Right, so they had the the stereos were all up. These guys were weaving in and out of so the lanes. So instead of swinging. blinkers, they had yeah 
Swinging Passer lights on. Yeah, swinging in out of traffic. Uh, yeah, with yeah. their door open. And like all Shalia was so scared. They, were, they had their doors open. Why are you scared? Because I was like, well, they're going to hit she was us. Scared. She was scared. She we're was scared. driving. And we're on the and freeway. So exactly what? like you said, that, this is, is the connection. This? She's all scared. I'm like... Cause I'm, I mean, I'm driving a rental car, so I'm like, oh man, I'm in it. But since she's freaking out, I can't. I kind of have to not at all. And I'm just like, well, Shalia, these guys, these are nice cars. They're Audis and stuff. They're not beaters. Yeah. I'm like, these guys don't want to wreck their cars. They're not gonna wreck their cars. But they were doing some crazy shit. They but were, that was, but that it was, was like, a, it was like controlled side. Sort yeah, of crazy it's stuff. common. If you've if you ever seen the sideshow in Oakland, there's a lot of that too, where it's just cats be out there with their cars, ghost ride the whip. That's where that came from. People yeah. just. Like you wouldn't normally do that, right? But if you saw someone doing it in Oakland, you'd be like, this person clearly is going to crash their cutlass because uh, they put a lot of money into it. They just are stunting for it. The, they're never not in somebody. Yeah, somebody probably crashes every once in a while. Yeah. But the goal isn't to crash your car. Right. And Kenan, I'm really impressed. I didn't know you were scared. He was just like I normal wasn't the whole time. I was, I was like, concerned about was, getting was, a rental car messed up. And I'm like up. all freaking out. And then he said <laughs> that, and I was like, "Wait, you're right." And I actually then look inside the cars because they're, they're like they're with us for some time. So I actually yeah. look inside, and it's true. There's four guys in there, or girls in the, in some of them too. Yeah. And they're just having a good time. Like, that was the other happy. thing. I was like, "Shalia, you should just enjoy this. These like, people are oh, having a great shit. time." Yeah. So then I got excited, and like then I wanted to record it. So I pull out my phone to try to like. By then, it, and they then were we gone. lost him. Yeah. You know what? I think he probably felt like it was Mad Max or something. Because ah, yeah, right. they were in like a twelve person or a twelve vehicle caravan. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of them, and they were like some were a little more aggressive than others. Yeah, and they were just like cut in front of people, and but li- literally one of them should have leaned out the window and said, "Witness me." I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Valhalla. But it was it was really cool. Spray paint their awesome. face in chrome. <laughs> <laughs> you would have lost your mind if someone leaned out on the Audi and spray for their face in chrome. I would have. Oh, I, I would have been like, yeah, no, they're crazy. It's certain things are, you know, terrify people. Certain things don't. <laughs> like I was reading an article the other day before we get to this movie. It was just about um, Mount, Everett, Mount Everest and like these dead bodies. It's like an open grave up there because... Yeah. There's just tons of people up there, and they were the story about but, green. Like they die when they don't make it back down, <sighs> yeah. so they're just up there. They're just up there, and the Sherpas go up and and take some at a time, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I'll bring the Mac. I mean, yeah, but there's just a ton of dead bodies up there. Yeah, and they were like the, the story of green boots. Like people say, if you've seen green boots, turn left. Like he's this dead bodies ain't marker, and this is the guy with these green ski boots, hiking boots on, and he's just there. And there's a photo of him. He's just sort of like laid. You can't see his face. He's clearly been there for a while. The green boots are still there. Interesting. And that's a marker so for a marker for oh, people how to get is up the like, mountain. If you see green boots, turn left. Make a left. Wow. That's weird. And, then and if you see green book, take a left as well. <laughs> take a left of green book as well. This movie. Wow. Wait, no, Shelly doesn't want to see this. Yeah, you saw it, right? Green oh, boots. You Google green boots. Yeah. Just the guy. He looks like he's taking a nap. Yeah. He definitely is. So the right stuff. This is the story of the special few at the very top. The elite brotherhood whose achievements inspired a nation. These are the men who had the right stuff. The right stuff. 1983, directed by Philip Kaufman. Can you tell so us what the? Can you tell us what the uh, the October date? October 21st. This Oct- happens in between me and Kenan being born. Nice. My birthday in July, Shalia is in December. Mm-hmm. Also, the first season of Stranger Things happens here, too. It does. Um, starring Sam Shepard, Scott Glenn, Ed Harris, Dennis Quaid, Fred Ward, Barbara Hershey, 
Kim Stanley. Jeff Goldblum. From Cartwright, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. That was great. That was the best. Pamela like, Reed. What? Uh, Donald Moffitt. And Scott Wilson, who people may remember uh, from The Walking Dead. And don't forget. Oh, real... he had the farm. Yeah. And don't forget the real Jaeger. The real Jaeger's the in it. The real Chuck Jaeger. Yeah. He, he had... is in it. He had the right stuff. He did. And he had the right scene, too. It was he a did. good one. All right, Kennedy, do you want to sort of tell us what this movie's about? Sure. Um, because I'm really good at doing these things you concisely. Are. You are. <laughs> this movie is about the beginnings of the uh, space program, NASA space program. But it starts off with the breaking of the sound barrier, which they used to believe was a physical, like a physical barrier of sorts. It's like beyond here, there will be dragons. Um, so it was kind of, you know... After World War II, we have, um, so we started in what, 1947, I think? I don't understand what you mean by that. By what? Uh, the sound barrier. That I thought it, it was something we could never physical, get Physical, but like, what is that? I mean, you can see. They thought almost like it was an thing. unbreakable rule of oh, like physics, of aerophysics, that you cannot okay. take an aircraft faster than the speed of light. Got Or speed of speed sound. sound. Okay. 1947. Yes. And so they fi- it's finally broken by Chuck Yeager. And I think it was an X1 experimental plane. I think that's what it, it was. It was orange. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a and, very orange plane. And this is, I, I try not to go outside too much, but this, I, um, they start off with him on a horse, right? That's in one of the first scenes you see him in. He's he's riding a horse. He, yeah, he rides horse, and then like he's he goes really fast on horses with his wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that there, there's a lot, some really cool thematic stuff going on um, about evolution of transport. The evolution of transport and just yeah, technology in general. Who's on, a, who's on a motorcycle? Who's on a motor? Because you point out he comes in and a Dennis Quaid. So yeah, you have Jaeger introduced on a horse, and then. In this plane breaking the sound barrier. Then you've got Dennis Quaid introduced in a very fast car. A fast mm-hmm. car, yeah. He's in and a fast then car. rides spaceships. Um, but Jaeger has a motorcycle. After he yeah. breaks the sound barrier, he's on a motorcycle. So this is all like, yeah, kind of clever, clever film language. I thought it was really good. Um, so he breaks the sound barrier, but then we start to get the next generation of, of these, you know, basically ace pilots or whatever they're, and they're all trying to break this the the next barrier the net or the next speed record and check Yeager keeps catching up keeps catching up and then finally somebody gets to Mach 2 which would be twice the speed of sound um but then the transition of I mean, that but before you leave there just kind of I thought one thing that I thought was really interesting is that these are test pilots so it's it's a um interesting like speed junkies yeah it, and it's an interesting connection between like human talent and well human talent in technology because right. it's like the the scientists the the people the engineers are continuously making these new planes trying to make these planes that will go faster and right. so these pilots are i mean yeah they're speed junkies and they're loving it but they are their role is to fly these new things that are hopefully going to get you faster and going faster. And so it's like a weird, you're a test pilot. Um, you're, you're nameless, right? They're not famous people. They're, they're, they're trying all of these new planes out, but they're, yeah, they're trying planes that somebody else has built mm-hmm. and they're just like brave enough and really good pilots to, to try to get faster. Right. Yeah. It's really cool. I guess I it's almost like, you it's know, like but, a human and machine merge. Yeah. And it's kind of a cool parallel to the idea that there's people out there who are breeding faster and faster horses. Probably. Right. 
or, or but uh, and but like it's a completely different skill set to handle something like that as it's going fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the skill, and this this comes in later when when the thing being is like the engineering team doesn't basically doesn't want a window, doesn't want any in, any interaction for of the human being who's in the um, capsule later on. And these guys bend together, the the Mercury Seven, and they're like, "We are pilots, mm-hmm. right?" And they shift the 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 um, nature of the space program. So, because they didn't want just monkeys being sent up there, right? So to to make it, you know, since we're gonna, we don't have a lot to say about it, so maybe we shouldn't get too too like in the weeds about the plot. But basically, the next generation of these of these pilots are pushing the barrier, pushing the barrier, but then at the same time, we're in a space race with. Um, with the Soviet Union and the Soviet Union scores a couple of early victories, major early victories that should not be, I think, understated. Sputnik. Sputnik. So the first orbiting satellite and the first man in uh, Yuri Gagarin in space or to orbit. The, I and was trying to remember for our young uh, friends who may not be familiar with the Cold War. What was it about the space race and them getting these early victories that made the United States nervous? So it was the beginning under a Russian moon. Well, there's yeah, that. Yeah. It, it was the beginning of uh, the nuclear age. Yeah. So we had we, we had I don't even know if we had had intercontinental intercontinental ballistic missiles yet. But basically, the idea was that the next battlefield will be in space, and if the Soviets get up there, they make a line, they have a line in the movie where they're like they'll be dropping nukes on us like rocks from a, an overpass on the on the highway. Wow. Right. It's so, a, it was a new frontier. It was a new frontier. And there was, you know, propaganda slash some truth or whatever that communism was going to sweep the world, that it was, you know, taking over country after country, and that they were like these mechanical, soulless beings. And um, we saw this in Rocky Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The depiction of Drago. Yeah, absolutely. He, absolutely. So There's a good con- connection. Same time. Like, but then you also have the access, right? Like, not only is it the new frontier and you're trying stuff out, but this new frontier is above us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like it's the, they, it's it's the higher ground mm-hmm. that you're losing. It's actually yeah. I mean, so in in, in war or you know in combat, high ground is one of the the uh, very much a deciding factor. Like you're Highlander. Right. It's like the, yep. the that came up in Highlander. Yeah, they'll go up the high ground. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. But so, that's a really astute observation. You're right about that. Yeah. So it's, 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 yeah, it's new, but it's also, we, we're vulnerable if you're above us yeah. and we're not up there too. Because, yeah. and, and then once you're up there, it, if it becomes militarized enough, if they have the advantage, they can then start preventing your stuff from going up. Yeah. Um, so anyways, they score those two early victories. Um, and then in the end we get the, well, not in the end of this movie, but in the long run, we put the first human being on the moon. And um, I believe you brought up First Man yeah. earlier. First Man. And same director? No. Oh. First Man was Damien Chazelle. Oh, okay. First Man came out like last year. Them. Oh. Oh, no. There's... Okay. Never mind. Disregard me. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Never, honey. Never. Okay, so 1947, they break the sound barrier. 1953 is like the next wave. You've got mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid, um, Pilots. And then, or 57 is Sputnik. And that, yeah, that's when they're talking about, like, the, 
who are they going to send? And this is the thing that I think is really interesting. I have no idea how close to real life this movie is. But the idea that, one, they were like, the first American in space is not going to be a chimpanzee. So it's like, we're, it's right. going to be a person. A person, yeah. And so they like, they decided that. And it was like the vice president at the time, right? John said it was in the room. Like, yeah. He cared a lot about this, which was a good reminder because I had forgotten about that. Um, and then when they're deciding, okay, which who do we send? And they're looking at surfers. They're looking Hold at... On. Sorry yeah. to interrupt, but he's not. He wasn't vice president. He was a senator. They referred to him a as a senator, then? I believe. Oh, okay. yeah, that's interesting. Okay, go ahead. Um, and then eventually he's president, and he really like cares about space, but he's got other things that he's that are calling his attention. Um, so right, so trying to decide who they're going to send up there, and they start with surfers, which I think is hilarious. And then they and, have, and the um, gymnast or the the trapeze artists. Trapezists. They've got um, a couple that shoots out of a cannon. Uh, which makes sense, right? You were just talking about it. You've got two humans on the f- top of a yeah. bomb mm-hmm. going. Yeah. It, like, reminded, it makes sense. It reminded me of Armageddon. They want to send like oil drillers up there to save the world. Yeah. <laughs> we're sending oil drillers because they can drill a hole in something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Same concept. Although, <laughs> which I do think in terms of influences that Armageddon was influenced For by this sure. Movie. For sure. Um, so, yeah, it was just so interesting. And then they're like, it's going to be pilots. And then, like... I, that makes sense to me, and it, it. I can't imagine it not being pilots no. that do uh, space. <laughs> and I did look it up to like qualify as an astronaut. What do you need? And it's a thousand hours of flying. That's a lot of time. Um, plus some other advanced degrees and stuff. But I just, if it not for that, would it would it be like you had to have a professional degree in surfing? No. Like, part no? of a thousand hours surfing. I think it's really about can your body withstand whatever. Yeah, there, there were there was in in the uh, what do you, you saw the test they end up putting them through. Yeah. That I was really say, fun. I, I liked was that. Looking up the moon landing. Did you go through the test? Probably not. No, they started <laughs> with sticking a <laughs> like, needle in the arm and then like jiggling you around. Like I mean, what? That, that, uh, then, no like, way. Like, so I was looking up the moon landing because um, I wanted to see because President Johnson was president all the way up to January twentieth of. 1969 um and 1969 the actual lunar uh, module landed that july so he was no longer president unfortunately for, oh. for him but you know the challenge that that famous um speech was was uh jfk's speech about you know we do this and the other things because not because they're easy but because they're hard and you know getting right. a man to the to the, to the moon, moon by yeah. the end of the so um but uh, to go back to what we were saying, or what I was talking about earlier, it turns out that the the Soviets also had the first man made object to reach the moon, and that was on the thirteenth of September, nineteen fifty nine. They did. So it took us ten years yeah. to then get a human person. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a scary right. time for a lot of for a lot of people, um, and you can kind of see this movie was made, and we are still in the Cold War, so you can definitely see some of the propaganda there because whenever the Soviets launch something. There's dark, ominous music, yeah. and a, a man maniacally laughing behind yeah. like clouds of smoke, like <laughs> like a mad scientist or something. Right. But it's and I was cool. like, they're kind of just doing the same thing that that we are. It, I thought it was yeah, yeah they're yes. doing the same thing. But it was kind of so when I saw it. In, it's like, effective. When I saw it in the film, them doing it that way, it wasn't. I wasn't necessarily like, oh my gosh, so scary. Like for me, but I did 
pick up on like that's that was their perspective yeah like but, this but is even, how yeah. they were interpreting these events which but even, is so interesting but even the idea that like russia got like the evil german soldier or scientist oh. and we got the healthy ones our germans are better than yeah. the germans so the, we, wanna, we got the good germans do you want to talk about a little bit about that that they're like the german um influence in yeah. space so in world war Two. There's a lot of technolo- technological advancement, right? And a lot of experimental research going on. That's how we got Hellboy. Yeah, actually. And Captain America. And, and America. he's standing right here. He's right there. Hey, Hellboy. That's how we got Hellboy, Captain America. Uh, a lot of German. Uh, what, what did we just watch? The movie we just watched with the Germans were experimenting at the church. Over, over, oh, oh, over, Overlord. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and some like they were they were doing research of all types of crazy uh, types. Um, it didn't necessarily turn into zombie people, yeah, <laughs> or, or super soldiers. But well, I mean, they were the definitely the wanted to to create all of that stuff. But one of the ones that they were foremost in was rocket was wa- rocket development, and with the idea of uh, being able to bomb people from afar, which is basically what we can do now with intercontinental. I can say that word, intercontinental ballistic missiles. Good job. Um, and so they they used it extensively um, in the Battle of Britain to drop bombs on um, the UK, the island of Britain. So at the end of the war, there was this like mad rush between uh, the Soviet Union and the United States to grab as many of these different scientists, a lot of them in rocketry, but in other areas as well, for what they were basically expecting was the coming Cold War between the two. Like, it was fairly obvious that these were the two powers that were going to come out of the war the strongest and that there was going to be a struggle between the two of them. So, um, basically, we ended up with a bunch of Germans who had done experimental research or used slave labor in the, the prison camps to do these experiments or to build these rockets. A lot of people who were war criminals who basically got a pass because they were scientifically useful to the militaries of... Um, the two competing superpowers. Yep. So that's kind of like the dark history, some of the dark history about our program. But yeah. yeah, so, okay, what else do we want to talk about? The testing. Let's go, since we're talking about testing. So what was your favorite test of all of them that they put them through? Holding the 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 ball in, in between the two lines using your breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was a cool test and also a really cool scene because was it, is it... Um, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, who's who's like, ah, oh, I'm breaking a record. Like, like he's really like real hot dog about it. And then you turn over, and it's the two Marines, uh, one or Marine, Navy, one Navy. Yeah, and they're and like you just think about it, like their training for holding for breath control is going to be even way more than an than an Air Force pilot, right? And so he turns over, and the two of them are just like. Chill. Chill. Just like me and you looking at each other. We're, we're across the table, friends. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of cool. Too and then they shake hands afterwards. A lot of the um, a lot of the focus of this group is, the, yeah, they're the Friendship Seven. And they, they you know, they, they don't always get along, but they do become kind of family. Fast and Furious, all about the family. It's all about family. In the end, right? Like, they <laughs> stick together. And it, it's kind of one of those of, like, you're stronger working together, right? So, like, these guys are all competing and Dennis Quaid, like everybody falls out on his side of the table and he's just worried about beating the 92 seconds or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But the other two, they're they're chilling, but they're also kind of helping each other out. Like they are like locked on each other and they're able to go that's a really good. That's a really good um, together. Um, really good read of it. Thanks. Uh, also, 
I loved that one so much. I was like, how has this not been a survivor challenge yet? Like I love, this is really hard for probably anybody who's yeah. not in perfect, not perfect, survivor. but like in really good shape. It's probably would be really boring to see a bunch of people drop out at the at the end, and then like one guy who hikes be that's, good at it. That's yeah. true. So they because they, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he hikes all. Be like, okay, yeah. here's the challenge. Go, and then they all like last two seconds, and then yeah. But here, but they can make it easier, right? Like the ball a little lighter. Sure. or something i mean it I seems remember, like something from like double dare or something yeah well i remember my uncle having <laughs> surgery <dare>. and he <laughs> had right? his little breath thing they after you have surgery they make you blow into this thing and yeah. it has a little ball or whatever um and i we used to play with it and then my mom had surgery a couple of years ago mm. and i remember after she got out of her surgery they were doing that and she was like doing it really well and they kind of made fun of her because it was like um she was still pretty drugged up too and so it was just like uh it was funny. She tried really, really hard. I, I don't know if she like blew the ball too far. Like she was just, anyway. People on drugs are funny. <laughs> do, do either of you have any favorite scenes in this movie? Yes. Well, that was that's right up that's there. It. That was that 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 was really good. Um, also reminded me of. Did I tell you guys that I've been watching Tacoma Fire? Yes. That it turns out it's a TV show and not a movie, so it's just mm-hmm. on. It's yeah. been on, and they it's were on. actually here. Those pictures and hanging out with them was actually here for the premiere, not for uh, advertising. So that's cool. Um, but like, just those like, yeah, workplace challenges. I like that kind of competition, so I really enjoyed seeing those. Except for they were awful looking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was I, it John Glenn's wife who had the um, stutter? I don't remember. Yes, it was. And that was one of my very favorite scenes when um, the the media guy, I don't know what, he was kind of like the program coordinator and he was like, you know, uh, Vice President Johnson wanted to get into the house and he was like, if yeah. the vice president doesn't want to come into your house, if he's making you uncomfortable, this is John Glenn speaking to his wife. He's like, he's not going to come in. And so the program coordinator is like, oh, yeah, you're not going to be able to fly. Blah, blah, blah. And then the rest of the team backs him up yeah and they're like well I, we're not going to take his place you're not going to send anybody then yeah. we're going to stick together the his the the depiction of so we should probably talk about the depiction of the relationships and the wives mm-hmm. roles in these um but the relationship between john glenn and his wife i adored it was so wonderful I, it, and it's interesting in the beginning they all think the the other wives think that she's stuck up because yeah. she won't speak to them yeah and then it turns out like this is this is what it's about. It was yeah. really sweet. I loved I loved that so much. And I, um, Chuck Yeager's wife also was a really interesting character to me. She too. was interesting. Um, I, yeah. And then there's the others. So there's the Gus's wife, who's all about like because okay. So Tim, you were talking about this like when um, from First Man and all of these people who are dying right yeah. as part of this. Um, progression or advancement and when these guys are still at the folks that were from the air force they were still at the test testing place um and flying the airplanes with chuck yeager um it was like one in four were dying yeah so like these wives are there and being like what the like your husband's gonna die or Mm. maybe die and that they seem to not care about that i mean they were just like you guys said, speed junkies, mm-hmm. just excited about getting up on those planes. You and, probably can't care about it. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna, if you're, gonna if do you're the it. one who's doing yeah. it, you really have to not be scared. 
um, and how interesting that dynamic was. And then you have, yeah, Gus's wife, who's just like, the Air Force owes us. They owe me. Yeah. And then he's the second person to go to space. And I guess the movie leaves it ambiguous as to whether he messes up or not. But, but I love that argument they them. have. Well, the discussion they have afterwards mm-hmm. when they're talking about it. And he's trying to explain to her that it just messed up. But then they have to go outside and put on this public face yes. in front of everybody, which I thought was very real. And the other, my other favorite scene was probably when they're discussing some of their shenanigans and they're having this conversation about what they represent and how you just yes. can't be out here acting that way because yeah, if we if the people see us a certain way, it'll be some monkey going up. Yeah. And not us. Yeah. And so, which is like, funny. So we gotta like get our shit together. There's two things I want to mention there is um girls. The um <laughs> they were like walking in the row at three down, four down, three to go. So gross. Uh first of all, he was uh cleared of any wrongdoing. Yeah. Even after, like years later, they found they were able to recover the pod, and they weren't able to find any sign that he panicked. Like there should have been a bruise on his hand if he had have hit the um, emergency release. Mm-hmm. So Gus, right now, is yeah. I have an honest question for you though. Hmm. If he had, do you think they would have said so? Like at this point, yeah. You think they would have been like he panicked? Because at this point, they're national. At that point, they're national heroes. I think I mean by, I mean, by eventually I mean like the '90s or something. I mean like they're national heroes, and and you are you you you're trying to win this. You're trying to win in in at least the court of public opinion, the Cold War. So you can't have these national heroes looking like failures. I I, I mean I don't you know. know I, I could see, I could see it going either way. I think by the time they found it, like I like I said, I think it was in the '90s or something. They found it. They they fished it out. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I don't know that they were trying they to enough. to preserve yeah. it in that way. But Maybe he was kind I'm, of an old man. Just kicking dirt on an old man. Was, no, he was dead already. Oh, he was already passed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because so. he passed away and didn't he pass away in a fire? Oh, he yeah. died. He died four years after this movie no. story ended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but I don't know. Um I could like I said, I could see it anywhere either or I could see it either way, but in support of somebody who did this and like a whole lot of the, the evidence is saying that he didn't panic. I just would want to put that out into the world that yeah, he, he did. Pa- he did. The thing pa- and then I the other was interesting before you move past there, though, is that why does it matter? He went to space. He came back down. Some sh- something was weird was going on, and they were so like so they lost what, the capsule. They lost the capsule. So what? Like it looks bad. I guess, but like it's not. He's the best of the best the Americans they have, have. They could have spun that in a way that wasn't so old. Like, yeah. I don't think like, I don't think that the and, and despite the fact that I'm about to talk about the the public relations thing, I don't think spinning in public relations had gotten even had gotten advanced enough that you could make that not seem like a straight out loss. I guess. I think I would be like, "Oh, this this something went wrong, but we were able to like the pilot survived, yay! I mean, and they did end up making it seem positive, sort of. But but she, the wife didn't get to meet Jackie. Yeah. Jackie Kennedy. Wait, did we talk about that? How like um, Jack? I think like Michelle Obama is yeah. like yeah, the yeah. But also to get back to your like your negative press idea, like there were people who weren't necessarily weren't for funding this. Yeah. Right. Like, there were you know it became. <clears throat> we look at it now as like sp- space exploration and something that we can all get behind. But there were, but it even isn't now. It isn't now. It isn't now either. But yeah. trying to get funding for it was difficult, and there were people who just no bucks, no Buck Rogers. That's right. Mm-hmm. No, no, you know. So whether it be 
you know, we see it now with whether it be gun control, healthcare, whatever, right? Whether if I'm running in an office, abortion is the, the newest thing that, that, that's up in the news. But if I'm running for an office, I take a stance on something mm-hmm. as a hard party line that I get to. Because now I'm debating on this. That why are we wasting money sending people to space when we should be feeding the homeless and we should be helping people with affordable housing? And the, the answer is so obvious, given that we have now the track record of technology improves when we try to do these really difficult things and then it trickles trickles down to everyday life yeah that's uh, yeah. stagnation uh, like yeah. one of my very first classes in college it was like a political science class and they would talk about these civilizations that would go through periods of stagnation and that's when the technology wouldn't grow and then they would end up failing uh, yeah. and like you needed you needed that right. time of exactly. to keep going we know that to be true right but we have a president who ran on like keeping coal alive yeah no i mean we, we don't have to get super p- political, not but political but he's but, but i'm saying but he's not going to he, he's more likely to create more stagnation yes but people voted on that yeah which is mind because people because <laughs> people aren't, yeah, people aren't really about long-term no. vision no your average person, so can, especially if they're if they're lower on the maslow's pyramid of needs being met yeah they're not really like, oh, the future of humanity. Right, if, we, if we get out to Mars, <laughs> yeah, right. if we get out to Mars, I might get a, like a better version of a cell phone or, yeah. you know, soybeans that have been made. <laughs> That's all but alien. you're right. Like, I care about getting food tomorrow. That's all alien kids. technology. Anyway. Like thinking yeah. about that, that right. hierarchy of needs. That's, right. Speaking that's of so I, so I speaking of alien technology, because yeah. I was on Kennedy uh, yeah. Space Center for the last month, right? And we would drive through an Air Force base to get there. And there was one section by a really big building where my cell phone reception would always go out. Smart. And I was like, that's where that's where they're abducting people. That's where they're that's keeping, where they're that's keeping the black. That's the, the black side. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Though. The, the te- uh, reception on the base was awful. Yeah. We couldn't. I couldn't have. I mean. There wasn't just one dead site. There were multiple, multiple. But the but the Air Force Base in particular, don't exp- like download your Spotify tracks before you go through <laughs> the Air Force Base yeah. and tell everyone you're. I'll talk to you later. You're not going to get a hold of me right so now. So I think I think that's part of it. Is is you know for political reasons, people even back then people are running on trying to spend this as a negative to look like we are wasting our funds doing something that's you know a kid's game. But uh, I, I had a second point I wanted to to tie it into, which is. Um, they did not choose Chuck Yeager because he had he didn't have a college degree, and yet they were still wanting to treat the people who did have a college degree like chimpanzees. Yep, that's right. Yep. So it's Lovely. all of, it was this. So much of this was based off of appearances. It's like, oh, we're gonna stick some like the scientists want to stick somebody in a in a capsule with no windows and no controls, but that person has to have a college degree. Right, like yeah, that was weird that they did that. Now, and that's the scene that the real Chuck Yeager was exactly. In. I wanted to get yeah, to that. Tell us about that. Well, so right before I get to that, there was a tall, slightly um, familiar character who was, runs down the hallways to talk to the um, Sputnik. Um, when Sputnik goes off, and I'm like, that guy looks familiar, but it was the the room was kind of dark and smoky, and then when they show him, I was like. <laughs> I don't think I, I've ever seen a younger Jeff Goldblum. You haven't. I was like Jeff Goldblum in this like, movie. What? Yeah, young Jeff Goldblum. Um, and yeah, and so Before then. Before he was Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and, yeah, and so then that's when they do have that scene where they're like Chuck Yeager. We, 
we can't choose him. He doesn't even have a college degree. And the actual real life Chuck Yeager is playing a bartender. Um, and what does he say? Do you guys want to? You guys should have a whiskey or something like that. And he was like, "I'll have a Coca Cola a, a out of a clean glass." Clean glass. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, okay, so Chuck Yeager. So back to 1947 when they're trying to get somebody to fly this X one to break the sound barrier. They tried to hire this guy named Slim, who's a private individual. So he's not. He doesn't work for the military. He's a private pilot, and he says, "You can pay me." what $150,000 or something like that which is over a million dollars today so he was just like you can pay me for this and then then they go over to Jaeger and he's just like oh you already pay me because I already work for you I'm in and he, like, he was just in it for the experience mm-hmm. so interesting yeah and then you've got yeah so you got the friendly no friendship seven Mercury mm-hmm. friendship seven um, so have we talked about this yet so we've got Air Force Navy and Marine yeah. Um, collected by Jeff Goldblum and his partner. The worst scene. Like the, the Avengers. He's like the. Uh, <laughs> he's, he, he's in the Nick Fury of. of, of <laughs> um, the worst scene in the film is them picking up the Navy guy um, on the uh, air ship. ship the air, aircraft carrier? Aircraft carrier. And they're puking. Oh, I love and that. It's so gross. And oh. It's on his face and it's on his shirt. Carmen was like, look away. Yeah. It was so gross. Um, Scott Glenn was my favorite actor in this movie. Really? Tell me about the whole um, Jose thing. Oh, like, he was making. Oh, yeah, he was him. doing an impression of a fame of like a famous actor or comedian. Is that what it was? Who was the comedian? I, mean, I don't know. It's way ahead of our time. Oh, I forgot the dude's name, but I, I looked it up at the time. Ricky Ricardo? No. Okay, so but he was doing a character because like. It was weird. I didn't like it. And then it made the, you comfortable. Yeah. And then the guy at the um, I want to say nursing home, <laughs> where they were doing the testing, kind of calls it. Yeah, they, it was uh, calls him out on it. Um, so, but I was just like, <laughs> I guess this is. I can see this being real that someone would do this, and just take on this persona. Well, you know, it, but, it touches just a little bit of what I do have a problem with. Or not a problem. Just something that comes up when I watch these movies, which is like the good old days, you know, the 40s, 50s, 60s, American greatness. And like these guys are, all, I mean, they're clearly they're, they're all, all white guys. They're all American. Yeah. And they are probably all a bunch of guys who would not have treated a lot of us very well. No. But mm-hmm. like as I watch it, I still like have this like swelling of pride of like, <laughs> this looks, yeah, these heroes, this looks like these people are doing great. And then this little nagging part of yeah. your brain that's like, just like i know if i did if i time travel back then he'd be like get away from me boy yeah, <laughs> yeah. he'd be like all right chuck yeager uh, i don't listen to be fair i don't know if any of these people were out, out yeah, were we racist but uh we know that i could guarantee you out of seven of them that one of them was it was definitely it was of the time <laughs> yeah the, uh, okay so that's <laughs> also sure. it, kind of one of the interesting things of like yeah these are our heroes and it did it made me feel like a sense of like national pride um, when we were out in Cape Canaveral, so they show scenes of this out on Cocoa Beach, and it's kind of crazy because like that's where we just were. We were just hanging out on the beach, um, looking out at like different like Air Force things happening. Um, and one of the days we were there, there was this old lady 
who came set up her beach chair and then like put some American flags around it. And yeah. we were, it was just, it seemed kind of bizarre, but now watching this movie, I'm like, Oh, I guess that makes sense. Like this place is a very like American historical. Yeah. And you're, you know, we are very close to an air force base. And so there's, you know, military helicopters flying out there and stuff. So it, it makes sense now. But at the time I was like, this seems, a why little are you doing strange. this? Yeah. <laughs> But um, right. so um, one of our former guests, Jono, his oh. grandfather was a pilot and around the same years as this, the second wave. So like mm. the Dennis Quaid um, age guys. And like he's got there, there were pictures of like his grandma in her bikini, like uh, taking um, photos next to his plane uh, and things like that. I guess I was like, oh, gross. Grandparents. Th- th- they were rock stars. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. crazy. I get it. But yeah, so that was kind of fun. I was seeing like how this was portrayed. This is also fun about those like history picks, right? Like if this had been made back when this was happening, I don't think it would have been as awesome to see. But it was made, what, 20 years, if yeah. not a little bit more later. So they yeah. had some perspective behind it. And then now we're watching it 30 years, over 30 years later. Um, it's like it's, it, I really appreciate film as a media to kind of see our history and it's exciting. Like it makes me excited for what we just did and what we just saw. Yeah. And I guess to take your turn, your phrase, <laughs> seeing history. So the one of my favorite things about this this movie is how much it goes into how important public relations is, and like the press and the yeah. image. Um, when when in that battle, it's big, especially yeah. back then, because there were only a few outlets. Now, like now, everyone has a like mm-hmm. a blog or a podcast. Like it was like a handful of outlets. So when in that battle was huge. Yeah, and you know it's probably shortened a bit or or simplified, but like basically them using their clout as the as the the the, uh, the public heroes that they are being portrayed as to actually make real changes on the science end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or of the you know it's like we want controls, we want pitch and yaw controls, we want to be able to control reentry. What we want a window because don't send me all the way up there and not give me this beautiful view of Earth. Like that's how that was my interpretation. Maybe they wanted it for operational. <laughs> no, but it's like I want to see. I want to see something. I need to be able that. to see what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because you might as well send somebody. Enough. I'm gonna die. Oh, at least let me have a view. Didn't they want? Did they wouldn't even? They didn't even have the explosive bolts, did they? The door with the explosive bolts. I don't I know. I remember to blow the door off. Yeah. Yeah. I think they 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 added that because of input from the pilots. That's good. Okay, so another thing that we I would love us to talk about is um, John Glenn's orbit. And well, first of all, one of my least another one of my least favorite scenes is the scene with the Aborigines. Yeah, I just it just was weird there. I do think that perhaps the fire because fire is kind of like one of the like is penultimate the right word of like human technology. Then we've figured out fire, and that's how yeah. we have advanced technologically over It's the, one of the first technological advancements. Yeah, and then you have... Game changer. You pick a group who is, um, you know, you pick the Aborigines, so you pick people who are native to the land, um, and fire. So I, I figure that has some to do with it, and, like, advancements of technology, you know, first humans using fire, and now we're in space. So I figure that's part of why they did that. But it seemed really weird, and I didn't like it. Um, but it was pretty in terms of how they tied it into the fireflies that John Glenn saw. 
So mm-hmm. he sees them and it's like trying to explain what it is. And I think Ed Harris did a really good job um, in that moment playing that scene and following the transcript from John Glenn and being like, they, they look like these, you know, just describing them. Mm-hmm. And it's my understanding that they still have never figured out what those were. Um, I thought as part of the ship was... Yeah, but he didn't think it was um, part of the ship. Anyway, what I... The most... that I looked online and... One thing that I saw that I think is pretty funny is that it was his pee. <laughs> but they were outside the ship. It was outside the ship, right? Yeah, but does it does the ship discharge your? Leaf? I sure hope not. I don't know, but that's what someone said was like it was his pee, <laughs> uh, but it was like in little droplets, so it looked like fireflies. But yeah, I, that was like weird, bizarre that they never figured out what that was. Hmm. Yeah, and I, during, watching the movie, I didn't know because I was like, is he gonna die? Like, what's happening? Um, didn't, didn't you know who figured it out? Who? Owl City. Ten million fireflies. You know what? Let's try to wrap this up. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, I wanted to. Wow. They really, they really do uh, uh, focus in on the word pilot a lot. And did anybody think of what the the term pilot means? The other meaning? A test. Yeah. Um, the pilot, something done as an experiment or test before introducing something more widely. Like I think of a pilot like typically a pilot episode. A pilot yeah. episode or pilot light. Mm-hmm. You know, the light that stays on under a stove or, or your fireplace. Um, you know, typically we think of them as the people who are flying planes, but like there it there's a broader meaning to pilot that I think really ties in well with this movie. Agree. Very that's a good thing to point out. Okay, anything else you guys want to say about this movie? Very good. Watch it. Okay. I also really liked it. It was very fun. But I don't know if it was mostly fun because of what I had just done. Um, but I did. I enjoyed it greatly. And I suggest that you watch it before you go to Kennedy Space Center. Like if you're going to go to the visitor center and go look around, it's the, it's really cool. All the stuff they have there. If you know what it means. Mm-hmm. Tim, what did you think about it? I did not love this movie. What, what I think about it? Was it? The, the pacing. It's three hours long. We should probably put that out. It there. was long. So, so basically, so basically we are... We are what? What is it? Um, classic or past it? Shalia and I are saying classic. Mm, I'm just saying in terms of whether you liked it or not. We can do our rating if you're ready yeah. for the rating. Yeah, I didn't love it. You didn't like the. What about the topic and the subject matter? The topic, the yes. I've always thought. That, I mean, I've always loved science. My niece, she's not little anymore. She's in her twenties. But my niece, <laughs> yeah, I was my little niece. But my niece had a, had a, like a love for space and and, and astrology and that and just. The world outside of the Earth for a while, which is always which was whoa, kind of, whoa, whoa. astrology or astronomy. I'm gonna say two astronomy. Very different things. I, I, I did not get the difference for the longest time I when I was like, thank you, high astronomy. school or something. I kept saying, oh, I'm gonna take astronomy, astrology or something. Like, why are you learning about your sign, your water yeah. sign? Like, uh, astronomy. Sorry, it's too much astrology talk on social media, but astronomy. And so that it was it was weird to see because I remember I had that curiosity, and so did my brother. So I've always had it, and so but learning about sort of American history. And how we ended up where we're at now is always fascinating. But I just I did not love the way this was sort of paced out. It's fair. That's it. I like more of a pacing it. issue than anything else. Yeah, I, I think because I, I watched it, I watched though. it for like as an atmosphere sort of thing instead of a plot thing per se. Did you watch it? We were at in Kennedy, Kennedy Space Sort of. Yeah, that probably would be different. But it was like at, well after probably the launch. Hit, I probably watched it it's different after you've been through that. Yeah, I think there, it does. there's that too. Yeah, but I could just sit and just like take in the scenes as they are. So I watched it at I think I started at 11 p.m. 
and watched it and then John got home right at the end and it was kind of funny that we were watching me and Carme were watching this without him because like this is very like family history very interesting to him thing so we started it over so at one o'clock in the morning I started re-watching it <laughs> so I really liked it that yeah. I was willing to do that and then I ended up finishing it the next day okay um ratings might be the same as what you just said but is this a classic or are we past it classic Tim it's a past it for me, but I think for a lot of people, it is a classic film. I think it's classic. a classic. I do think, I don't know, haven't done research in terms of what else they've done, but I mentioned Armageddon, Space Cowboys, a lot of these space movies that uh, are more humorous, and this movie doesn't. It's like there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes where I expect it to be funny. Like there's a scene where they're all in their suits and they're walking down the hall, and I just we were waiting for someone to trip. Like the way they were set up, and I think I don't know it. It it growing think, up on Austin Powers movies, yeah, I, I think know, it right? inspired a lot. Um, and so I appreciate that about it. All right, so next week we are sticking with our science theme. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> yes, of. we are. So next week is going to be weird science, and um, eventually, though, we, one thing that we wanted to do um, and to mention, and we'll take this moment to do so, is that this is our first time. Um, this is our first episode where we're releasing after the uh, passing of Peter Mayhew and John Singleton. And so just quickly, do you guys want to kind of talk about uh, them? Because those, those are two huge losses. Uh, Peter Mayhew was older, but so significant. Um, the first actor who played Chewbacca in the Star Wars films. And then John Singleton, though, very young. young. Um, passed way, way, way young. Writer. Producer. Like we mentioned, we, we were talking at work the other day. Like, they were all really young making Boys in the Hood. Yes. Like, young, young, like young. kids. Like, and, like, he, he was, like, probably, I, in, I he was probably in film school. He was, he was like fresh he was out. Right out of USC. Fresh out of USC. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I know I know how young Morris Chestnut and Cuba Gooding were in that, or yeah. and Ice Cube, too, right? Like, I know yeah. how young they were. What shocked me was when I looked him up and realized that him and Cuba Gooding Jr. Same age. Same age. And then I'm like, well, what? So one, how did you just die? And then two, you were making this film like at that age. It's pretty cool. And so we would like to do Boys in the Hood as a podcast episode. And higher higher learning, I thought we were talking. Well, so I haven't figured out how we tie in higher learning. But Boys in the Hood is 1991. And it was made in the 80s because it's like 1991 and it takes place in the 80s. You know what? To be fair, actually, now that I think about it. So... Did did we do only the Empire Strikes Back or did we do Return of the Jedi? We didn't do only Return Empire. of the Jedi. Then I think maybe we should do Boys in the Hood and also uh, Return of the Jedi. Because okay. there's a lot of Chewbacca stuff in Return of the Jedi. Okay. I'm willing to do that. We'll do both. So we'll do As those. In honor of up. those two gentlemen. Yeah. Anything you guys want to say before we, we do those? I mean, we can probably talk about it at, on each of those episodes too. Uh, I think Singleton was out of his time. I think one of the things that I appreciate about Singleton's work, whether it be Higher Learning, Baby Boy, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. He's poetic baby, justice. He's baby justice, boy? Baby Boy. It's amazing how many of my favorite movies he did. Um, too Fast, Too Furious. He did that. I haven't seen that one. Oh, That's God. like the only too one I haven't serious? seen. The one with Tyrese and like even it didn't have Vin Di- It didn't have Vin no. Diesel in it. Mm-mm. And no. it just didn't look as interesting to me. It's, it's silly. And um, Four Brothers. Four brothers. But the one thing I appreciated about his... I liked Four Brothers. Me too. 
his depiction of Black American life, I thought was fascinating. Very and very needed. Very needed. I, I, no, and, I don't know anything. And different else than Spike, because Spike that. was doing it too, but it was different than Spike. Yes, it was different. Very different type. And, of and Spike's different. stuff is so stylized. Yeah, his yeah. was very much like this is West Coast living. This was like on the West Coast. Yeah. This is what Boys in the Hood is like, and the Boys in the Hood depiction of gang life in South Central, and the different types of characters that sort of get caught up in that lifestyle, knowingly and unknowingly. I thought was fascinating. Yeah. But with no Boys in the Hood, we don't end up with. A juice. We don't end up mm-hmm. with Men's Society. We don't end up with a lot of these other films. Yeah. Juice also a criminally underrated movie. Fantastic. And not really you a movie so? about gangsters. I, oh, I haven't juice I haven't paid attention to where it's how it's rated. Juice is great. Well and then higher learning is like a pivotal experience for me. I don't I haven't looked at what year it came out, but that was one of those experiences in the movie theater watching it and just being like, I have to dedicate my life to fixing things because this is I can't I yeah. can't physically watch this um so yeah i he's and to speak a word about peter mayhew because i this one's a little more difficult because he's chewbacca yeah like chewbacca gives you a positive feeling like he never really Mm -hmm. is a negative character outside of like protecting his friends Mm -hmm. um so the acting it's I mean, he's 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 doing all the physical acting, and but they they used like a lot of anim, a mix of animal noises to do the the voice of mm-hmm. Chewbacca, but he always seemed to be smiling when I saw him outside of the suit. Mm-hmm. I believe I heard um, that he was just a really like good, nice yeah. guy to yeah. work with. I got really emotional, not really super emotional, but it was emotional seeing pictures of the newer cast with him. Yeah, you know, there's like Star Wars Day celebrations, and mm-hmm. he's showing up, and it was it was you know seeing like a younger John Boyega and and Daisy Ridley. Like with Peter Mayhew, it's it's touching. He was clearly someone who was loved by the Star Wars family and and still around a lot and being involved in whatever was happening even now. I think in his day, like roles for an actor that tall were probably fewer. Yeah, like if you didn't cast the Bond villain, it was a wrap. Well, and right, and so he how gets... they casted him. Didn't you I don't make recall. A, a? I feel like you were saying the other day about like um, they just needed a tall British guy. <laughs> that might have been a joke. But oh, okay. I I do remember watching when they re-released Star Wars or on on like VHS. It came along with uh, I think it was a oh Leonard Malkin. I think he's a famous uh, film critic who was interviewing um, Peter Mayhew. How, how, the cast? No, the director. Later the fucked director. Up. George Lucas? George Lucas. <laughs> and, and we get some stories about how like that happened. I think it was something like that because, I mean, they went out to Britain for one reason or another. I think it maybe had to do with unions or, or something. That's why they filmed out there. And so just finding somebody um, to, to, to fill that vision, to be this big guy. Um, something similar actually with, I think his name was David Prowse, but the actual man underneath all the Vader stuff. And he thought that he was going, that his voice was oh, going to yeah, be yeah, used. I that, yeah. So <laughs> he saw the movie and, and his voice was completely not there. Mm-hmm. That would but, suck. It would have been better to let him know ahead of time. Just, hey, just this so happened, it happens a lot. It happened mm-hmm. with the temp track for another movie. But think about it's it. Like, if he knew. What if you told your mom? What if you didn't get the right <laughs> acting? You didn't get the right acting from him because he didn't think his words mattered. 
No, so yeah. I'm t- you get the you get the actual performance from the guy. I'm good with that. I'm just saying before he shows up in the theater to like, watch hey, it, someone should let him you? know. Like, yeah. by the way, hey, I don't know that <laughs> you're it was, not going to hear your voice. I don't know if it was at the premiere he found out. Maybe he found out at some other point. That would he be he did the performance not knowing. He did the performance not knowing, and then I guess the, the, you only pull that trick once because then he comes back for Empire and and um, Jedi. And he's still like Vader acting. Is oh, still at that point good. you can't back out yeah. of not being Star Wars. Like, but exactly. At that point, exactly. Like, <laughs> well, that point you can't back out. You still don't know what the script actually is. Like Empire, he's he's revealing that he's the dad, and he's saying the acting is saying different words. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you, but you still but, really but, know what you're doing. So yes, a trick is still happening. Yes, but it's poor actor. It's a different. Trick, yeah, then, then your the words literally do not matter. <laughs> Anyways, now we're talking about somebody else, but Peter Mayhew. I mean, I always love Chewbacca. I like I mean, the people talk about like, do you want to be Han or you want to be Luke? And I was like, I wanted to be Vader and I wanted to be Chewbacca. That's awesome. <laughs> so I remember sometime before 1997, uh, MTV Music Awards or Nickelodeon, whatever their like Kids Choice Awards, had. Chewbacca up there. I don't know if he presented a trophy or if he mm. received one. <laughs> it was probably leading into like episode one. Well, and like, remember I'm sure they like, got announced the, around the, then. The, the four, yeah. five, and six yeah. got re released around then because that's yeah. when I like that's when it was introduced to me. I was just like, why are all these people in line to watch, watch the thing? So, wait, wait when so, was the first time you saw Star Wars? Yeah, how old were you? Oh, probably 12. Whoa! Because it was like they came back to the theaters. I remember that and being like, "What? What's this line about?" And then eventually, at some point after that, I think we saw it. I saw Spaceballs, and I knew Spaceballs by heart, but I did not know what it was jokes. based on. Yeah. Uh, um, but- well, it was the same thing with Star Trek for her too, because she wasn't introduced. And so, like the beam me up Scotty stuff from Ace Ventura. Oh yeah, Ace Ventura. I had before I had uh, actual Star Trek knowledge. But okay, so. Peter Mayhew, my question is, was Peter Mayhew in that Chewbacca costume? Like, did he Probably. play Chewbacca outside of the movies themselves, too? I guess too? so. Yeah, I guess so, but I don't know if that was him. I don't know Yeah, I guess maybe not that. when they started. I mean, this is like... 90. But this was, yeah, 30 years ago. Yeah. So... No, it was easy to put someone in that costume. Not 30 years ago, 20 years ago. And, and, and you know, the sound was created, you know, obviously on the sound stage, but like... The generation of kids grew up imitating that Chewbacca sound. I I make a really good Chewbacca sound. I make a great Chewbacca sound. Let me hear. It. Terrible. I'm terrible. You, uh, you don't have a good Chewbacca sound? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> just, wow. Are we cutting that out? This is like a Chewbacca when he's talking about to grow up. No. <laughs> 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 oh my god it's always good Here, okay never you mind you might practice and because we're if we're going to do return of jedi you can yeah do it <laughs> um the other thing that i think is just interesting about this episode is you know we're basing it on kendon's experience of sending his research to space um this thing was delayed multiple times we we thought it was gonna happen in february and march and then april and then it was like moving by day um it ended up happening on may the 4th so it ended up happening on star wars day and at 3 a.m in the morning another so synchronicity perfect. or whatever um it's a falcon 9 rocket yeah the yeah. falcon 9 rocket is mm-hmm. named mm-hmm. after the millennium falcon yep. named after it so this is an ex- like a example of like real science following 
the so, movies yeah. and yeah. entertainment. That's awesome. Because, um, yeah, it, it's the Falcon 17. It didn't have Anthony the Falcon Mackie. Nine. It was SpaceX Seventeen. SpaceX Seventeen. Isn't that the Falcon? Check, check the back of the shirt I you're know. wearing. I was like, I, I can't turn my shirt around. My neck is stiff. I can't. It's not the. It's not the. Uh, it has Anthony Mackie's face on it. So it's the Falcon on it. Yeah. No. Not Anthony Mackie. Not yet. His whole face. Not yet. I bet you. I could see it coming up. Um, this year's oh. patch. So they have these um, patches that are designed. And oh yeah. Last year was Star Wars. This year it was supposed to be Alien, and it was um, uh, fourth anniversary. James Cameron getting to do it, but like it doesn't look good. It was just like well, you missed the point of why they picked you, dude. Look, look for the look for a picture of the Groot and um, Rocket Raccoon yeah. one. Somebody was supposed to maybe be able to get me a physical copy of that yeah, patch. I'm excited if that happens. Okay. Um. So, anyway, good times, friends. Thanks for sticking with us. We're really sorry that we've been stringing you along. Sweet. We did not mean to. Promise. It's a long episode, but we're good. Yes, uh, hopefully that makes up for our absence the last few weeks. We're and back next week with um, weird, science. Weird, weird science. Weird science. Weird science. Probably weird movie. Weird science. Weird choice. Yeah. Anyway, next weird week when? Kendit, what will we be? We'll be back. <laughs>